Welcome to episode 105. Joining us this episode is poet and actor Rudy Rue, aka Rudy Rudacious. We talk about the coronavirus and chivalry. Then we get to know Rudy and he blesses us with two of his pieces right on the spot. Now let's start the show. Hey, yo, you already know what it is. Your boy Bands alongside Christina. We are the Spark Up Podcast. We got a special guest in the house. We got my boy Rudy Rudacious. Yes, sir. What's popping? Where, where can everybody find you at? Oh, we're doing that first and foremost. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Um, you can find me on Instagram. Where you at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can find me on Instagram <laughs> at it's Rudy Ru, I T S R U D Y R U. I got a Twitter that I use sometimes, um, Facebook that I use sometimes, but I'm mainly an Instagram guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I got some videos you could look up on um, on YouTube as well. Uh, Rudy Rudacious or Rudy Ru, either either or should pop up. But Instagram Ru. is Instagram's my main thing though. <laughs> where where how you feeling coming into the studio? I'm feeling great, man. You know what I'm saying? Right, Corona right. ain't slowing nothing down over here, baby. Ooh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 you know? We Dominican. We've been drinking Coronas all our life. It's like a natural <laughs> immunity. You, you know, know what I'm saying? You know, it's crazy because I've been hearing people say, uh, I'm going to drink Henny to, to cure this virus because alcohol is what kills the germs. I'm like, that's it's not that kind of alcohol. Yeah, right. Exactly. But I get it. You know? Well, what's funny is I don't even drink, though. I just made that joke. <gasps> You don't drink. I don't wow, know. See, I always nope, find that so nope. interesting when people don't drink. And I'm like, but that's mad healthy. Why am I surprised by that? <laughs> I did drink one time, though. I got mm. toe up in DR when he was like 14 years old. What did old. you drink? Everything. Twice. Twice. <laughs> so you Everything drank the Brugal, the, the was, Mama Juana. 14. 14. Oh, 14. Oh, yes. yeah, that's not I mean, right. You know, they set you up for failure. In DR, they don't really they care don't about know. They also probably did it on purpose. Like, he wants to drink. We're gonna make them never. No, nah, I asked. I oh. asked because I, you know, I come from like a, a pretty you know, strict religious household oh, oh, or whatever okay. and stuff. So it was like we all went on this family trip to DR, and um, I'm hanging out with my cousin, who's a terrible influence. I love him to death, but terrible influence. And he was like, "Listen, Rudy, you're under my watch. Uh-huh. When you're under my watch, you're not being watched. Go do whatever the hell you want." So <laughs> I started hitting the bar and just. Oh you know, wow! We we have we all have one of those cousins. <laughs> yes, we yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And DR is the perfect place for that kind oh, of cousin. Yeah. Absolutely. I just had a rebellious a rebellious nature to me as a kid. Not so much now. I'm chilling. <laughs> you got it out your system. Yeah, I got it, it out my system. I'm good. You know, sometimes that's all it takes. Get it out your system early <laughs> yeah, and you're good exactly. for the rest like of Like the your whole life. phase, right? The whole phase. <laughs> yo, yo, that's a real thing. No, and it is a thing. If you don't I wouldn't get say it. a whole phase. I feel like it's more of discovering no, no, no. your it's sexuality. De- it's definitely mm. a whole phase, whether you're a guy or a girl. Some people overdo it. You know, they never learn what they're happy with because they always go for the wrong things. But, you know, if you just searching for these these things that aren't real. How far does it have to go for it to be a, uh, being an actual hoe? Like I is mean, there a medium? You, like is there like you, you oh, have I'm, I'm to you have to like for a myself. classy hoe? Yeah, like is there like a line that you cross? It's like all right, now you definitely a hoe. Oh, like, you know, what I'm saying? I don't know. That's a good question. That is a good question. I I, I think <laughs> you know if if both you're a guy or girl mm-hmm. and you're sleeping with, I would say two or three people a week. Mm. No, I think for me where the line gets drawn is if you're sleeping with someone who's in a relationship. Mm. Other than that, if you're single, do whatever the hell you want. You want to catch right, the coronavirus, right. that's on you. 
<laughs> I mean, I mean, we're gonna have a lot of Corona babies in in December. That's a fact. That's what everybody keeps That's saying. That's a fact. Yo, That's a fact. It's like it's a, little a lot baby of gender boom. reveals. A little baby boom. A lot of gender reveals. It'll be a lot of <laughs> Yo, gender reveals. Christmas, Mad baby showers. Christmas. It'll, it'll be like this is your present. Balloons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is sick. Just don't name your baby after coronavirus. Oh, Please don't do that. COVID? COVID? Yeah. Is it COVID? COVID. COVID-19. Rona. Rona. I've been called, uh, somebody, uh, Wendell, called it the Roni. I'm like, do not give this virus a nickname. We're I mean, not everybody's calling the, the Rona. So, I'm I done. mean, people are already giving it names. People are already celebrating corona parties making mm. songs about corona i yeah. mean hey shout outs to cardi b because that's just hilarious corona yeah. they need to put that on the radio did they did they make a dance for it yet no like a is challenge it, like coming. yeah like a coronavirus <laughs> challenge with with the masks yeah, yeah yeah something mask so, on there's got to be something <laughs> it's only a matter of time like come on internet that's don't hilarious. fail me now okay like, that's crazy <laughs> we live in crazy times so Yo, let's jump right into some news so we can get it out. I know a lot of people have been misled and misinformed, so we're gonna share some news and some information that I found. Also, I shared um, a bunch of links on our Facebook page, so you can click on those from the CDC and from Rhode Island's government. So, so you can be informed for our local listeners. For those of you who are not from Rhode Island and you our news does not uh, do you any good, you can still look up information on CDC. So, as of today, the country's performance has been minimized due to the COVID-19, a.k.a. the coronavirus. When we spoke about it last, we did not think, I mean, I didn't, I speak for myself, I didn't think it would be this much in one week. Um, Trump announced a national emergency on Friday, March 13th. Uh, What the national emergency will do is allow governments to take the necessary precautions and make the right orders and order to keep as many people from getting sick and spreading the virus many places if not all at this point have closed all restaurants in in the dining area so you can go to restaurants but you have to get takeout or um pull up to the drive-thru so the point of this is to keep people home as much as possible so the virus doesn't spread with the spreading of the virus you don't know who or where it's coming from because of all the physical legwork that we do on our regular day-to-day basis you know just going to work picking up groceries running errands so we don't know where we're picking it up and dropping it off so to avoid any chances of getting the virus the nation is coming together to stop as much activity as possible and like i said you can find more information on um cnn.com usa today or you can go to the cdc website um to find out about symptoms how to be safe what to do if you think you have the symptoms and also i know there's been rumors that we're gonna have a national lockdown and the white house has confirmed that that is a lie there will be no national lockdown everything is all right now government from like each government has their own rules um and what else so locally um i know our neighbors in boston they closed their school till april 27th which is crazy that's like a month and change that the kids will be home and our governor moved our spring break up from april to this week march 16th to the 20th i think she's gonna do another week but that's just me going off of what everybody else is doing and mayor alorza has pulled all entertainment licenses that means zero events from theater to club to bars to djs etc Rhode Island Hospital, including women and infants, is not accepting any visitors. Also, Raimundo has announced that if you feel that you have any symptoms, you are free to call the hospital before you go in. So you are not to go into the hospital if you think you have symptoms. You are to call first. 
And everybody who is a Rhode Island resident will be tested for free. So that's a plus because I know that people were worried about like how much it would cost. So um, also nobody is allowed into nursing homes unless there's a special request. All restaurants close their dining areas. There's a 25 person rule at gatherings. The Providence Place Mall is closed until further notice. The movie theaters are closed. And yeah, everybody's taking precautions. I know a lot of people are like, oh, that's stupid. Why are they doing this? Why are they doing that? Just follow the rules so that we don't get sick. That's it. That's all it is. It's just like you were saying, it's just to avoid this becoming a bigger thing. And I know people have said, well, the flu kills a million people a year. And that's fine. But there's also a vaccine for the flu. We don't have a vaccine for this yet. Or I saw on the Spanish version of Good Morning America, which is Despierta America, um, a science lady, I don't know the correct term for this, science people, I don't know nothing about my, the scientists, right, (laughs) science people, she said that they, they were working on a vaccine years ago, but that they stopped because they didn't think that the coronavirus would be a threat because the coronavirus has always existed, but this is a different type of form of, and I think, this is just my thought that with the world changing and climate and things are melting and bacteria spreading that this is just naturally happening because the earth is changing so much so that's what i gather so just be safe that's that's a that's a real good observation in the summertime it'll eventually like die off so so i got i got a a conspiracy theory a good thought how about anybody that hasn't we stick them in a sauna for a few to hours see to, what happens. to see what that's happens. That's a good idea. <laughs> that's not bad, yo. That's not you know bad. I mean? like, yeah, but they would have to stay there for two weeks. That's too long weeks. in a sauna. I mean, you know, you you could take breaks, get out the sauna. Yeah, because yeah, I was be, reading you'll, it you'll said it doesn't survive too. in humidity, heat, or in the sunlight. So uh-huh. the hotter it is, the less it survives. Yeah. The less is, and it's not airborne either. So you're not gonna like. If you had it, we wouldn't get it from you. Just exactly. we'd have to touch you and exactly, then yeah. touch our face or whatever. So just be safe. Stop complaining and just do your part. Not only yeah. to protect yourself, but to protect the people you live with. Because if you have it, you bring it home. Not everybody in your in your house has to quarantine. It's mm-hmm. like we didn't ask for this two week vacation. Yeah, and and not only that, but you know, I think you know we'll be fine. But it's the older people and people with. Deficiency, yeah. pregnant women, pregnant you know, women, they can't people, take medication. Kids that you know have bad asthma, you know what I mean. Just like people like that, be mindful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure, and I know that um, this world is obsessed with um, celebrities. celebrities. <laughs> <laughs> so it just above reported that he was found positive. Mm-hmm. Tom Hanks and his wife Rita Wilson, Rudy Gobert from the NBA Utah Jazz team. Mm-hmm. The Cleveland State women's basketball coach Chris Kalsmeyer, I think that's how you say his name. And NBA games until further notice have been canceled. Soccer games, South by Southwest Music Festival, Coachella was postponed to October and more. I also posted a link for other things that um will be canceled. Also, Tom Hanks and his wife got released from the hospital today, by the way. They oh, were in the hospital? Them. Yeah. I thought they were like quarantined in, in like a Australia. house somewhere. Yeah, I know that they were in Australia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. So, in other news, well, I guess this kind of aligns with coronavirus, is uh, shout out to Soldier Boy who started his own soap company, Soldier Soap. And I know that people were clowning him, but 
if you look at it, it was perfect timing for him mm-hmm. to make a soap because mm-hmm. now he's selling the soap because I mean, everybody wants there's, soap. There's only <laughs> one soap company that I, you know, I endorse, and it's because it's a personal friend, and it's Which Solita one? Soap. Oh, yeah. Plug, Shout out to plug, Lex. Yeah. Okay. You know, she's out here doing her thing, well, you know, and. You know, is is nothing against Soldier Boy, but you know, I'd rather support my own people first. Hey, that. Yeah, Rhode no, Island I feel you. First. I believe we'll be reading great things about her in the future. Oh yeah, my gosh, absolutely. I'm totally she's so ambitious. Her. Oh yeah, and, it's bound and her to story is amazing. So, yeah, yeah. Hell you know. Yeah. All right, moving forward, let's get out of this because we can go on about the Corona. Um, I didn't. You know, it's crazy. I didn't find not one headline about like Cardi B snatching somebody's wig off. Like there was nothing. There was no celebrity gossip at all. Like really, Just everything, everything was is about the coronavirus. I'm like, okay, let's <laughs> throw in something else. So I appreciate the memes and stuff, even though we should be taking it serious. Haven't they? Oh, baby? oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. That, that was like two yeah, weeks he's ago. Trash. Okay, all right, all he's right. gonna go to jail for a long time if he keeps it up. He's acting up. So the topic of today, in honor of one of your jobs, I would say, would you say a poet poet is one of your jobs or your yeah. passion, yeah, yeah, skill? Yeah, yeah, that, could, that could gift. be more a lifestyle. Yeah. The, I, lifestyle. Mean, the, I mean I mean let me let me straighten um you know, set the record straight. My first thing is acting. Okay. That's what I really started mm. in. I stumbled upon spoken mm. word and poetry. You know? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of found it through... I can tell by the way you perform. Thank you. Mm-hmm. But I, I stumbled upon it through mm. the Black Rep. When the Black oh, Rep... Oh, wow. Came. Black Rep, shout outs. Shout out to play. the real ones who know about Black Rep. I did a play at the Black Rep. For people that don't know, Black Rep did everything. They mm-hmm. did plays. Then they had... Club nights, open which, mics, open which mics. it was at the old Aurora building. Yes. by the way. Oh, you know, wow. for the yeah. younger younger crowd that don't it was know, the Black Rep. Then it was the Roots Cafe. Ooh, then it was Aurora. Aurora. Oh wow! Not, not I don't even that, remember that it being Roots Cafe. Yeah, but it wasn't yeah. it, it wasn't Roots Cafe for a long, long time. Yeah, I no, think no, it was no, like no, two, no. three years. Something Maybe. like that, yeah. Bad management, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So acting and, first. Yeah. Okay, acting, well. Acting is like my main, and stage acting specifically. Stage okay. acting, so, yeah. so. And that's harder so to do. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I, I love it, though. It's I like bet. Nothing, it's a thrill. Nothing, nothing. I, I'm a, when it comes to art, I'm an adrenaline junkie. Mm-hmm. You know, and I realize that. So it's mm-hmm. like there's, like, I've done film stuff. Like, I'm in a, a web series called The Pineapple Diaries that's filmed out in, um, mm-hmm. in, in, Jamaica Plain, uh, oh, wow. Boston, Boston, and um, which is like it's like Sex in the City, but with Dominican women living in Jamaica Plain. Like it's so <laughs> it's hilarious. Oh, it's cool. It's 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 a, it's a fun time. So so um, is it in Spanish? They jump in and out. Yeah. Okay. It's 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 super Dominican, mad. Dominican. Okay. So Spanglish. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> but um, but so I do I do things like that. But um, but there's no, I don't get any kind of rush like I do when it's like right before. You know the show is about to st- show's about to start, mm-hmm. and I'm backstage just getting ready, getting my mind right and stuff like oh that. It's gosh. like it's like it's like my basketball court. It's my boxing ring. It's mm-hmm. it's all of that. Is it like me. eight like, mile when he's getting ready and he's like my spaghetti? <laughs> <laughs> yo yo no no BS. Like depending on the kind of show that mm-hmm. it is, like and how physical it is. I go out of my way to train my body to be ready for it. Yeah, like mm-hmm. mentally and yeah. So like so like I. 
up my conditioning and stuff like that. So like even before the show goes up, like while we're all backstage before when we got like our half hour 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 before mm-hmm. the show starts, I'm somewhere over there doing burpees and push ups, yeah. squats, all of that stuff, getting my body ready. I'll be sweating before we even start the show. It's oh, like wow. the pre workout, so it's like yeah. you're warming up. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah, makes exactly. sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of like when people go out to the club, they pregame to go out to the there club. There you go. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> they already for drunk. the club goers, you sweat. know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> drinking but and I, driving before the but club. But I did, I did stumble into the the, the poetry. Um, once I did the play at the Black Rep, it was a show called the uh, the Etymology of Bird, which is a show that we um, mm. premiered. Um, at the black rep and then afterwards there's this thing with um with, with with plays where it's like it takes up so much of your time that when it's over you're just like all right what am i gonna do mm. <laughs> what am i gonna do i have nothing to do now and um so then i started going to the open mics at the black rep mm-hmm. and it was funny because i was too young to get in at the time like i wasn't even 21 yet but i started going because you know I, I knew people there and i never caused a problem anywhere i go mm. so they would they would hook me up right. and um i just was like instantly impressed with how much talent was right in right in our, right in my backyard. Mm-hmm. I just was like, wow, I didn't know this existed here. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and it's just as good as the stuff that I pay for. Mm-hmm. Right, I you know, you know, f- funny story. I went to a few of those. Mm-hmm. I didn't get to see you, but I went through my my boy Jakeem. I don't know if you met Visionary Jakeem. the Third. That's my guy. Yeah, <laughs> that's you know, my guy. I love that when brother I was, to death. When, when I was in high school, actually, I met him, and we used to produce. Okay. So we should, like, kind of trade beats. Yeah, and Kind of yeah, like, yeah. you know, back then you had to put it on a burnt CD, mm-hmm. you yep, know, yep, and pass yep. it forward. Or a floppy. And, like, you know... <laughs> Damn, that's that's a little past my, my, you know, that's Is that too old the generation two two generations before me. Yeah, but yeah. no, you know, floppies yeah, were in the, the nine fl- late nineties. I had I floppies. Ba- I barely touched floppy discs. Really, that's how yeah. I transferred all my stuff. Yeah. I bear CD ROMs. Hmm. Oh well, you were dealing with music; it was easier. You know, I guess. but yeah, like long story short, he got me a little MPC for a little bit. Mm. It ended up breaking, so I was start starting to learn how to do the pad and um you know he one day he was like yo pull up to the black rep and i went yeah. it was it was real dope Damn, i'm so mad crazy. i missed that era that's but so i remember hearing that, that. You know him and, and that and means michelle, you have never crossed michelle Sinto. um I, 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 <laughs> what that's I, my I, folks yeah, like, yeah, like i used to always go like you know what i mean when when, when i could go yeah, yeah you know because yeah, yeah. the thing is that i was in youth in action Okay, so you okay. know it was all connected like yeah, you know yeah. I was that was with Chachi with right? arts um not Chachi, Chachi used um, to do stuff with youth in action wasn't it? I, or, or am I getting it he might have he's very involved he might have yeah, yeah, but um when I was there it was um you know why we never crossed paths because I got I got involved with the black rep like right right before they closed mm. yeah like, I was I caught the black rep like right towards damn. the end I was like, early right on they shut down. I, I was on maybe like 2002 to 2004 okay then after yeah. that I stopped doing all that kind of you know we need another stop. black rep yeah facts like today I, I you know it's crazy because now streets. that you're um, speaking you say the word black rep like I remember hearing about it but I'm I was too young to be about that life mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so but now that I'm hearing it and I'm thinking about like your play at the Trinity rep I'm like black rep Trinity rep I get what they were doing now. So, but so the topic of the night is um, chivalry, and I posed the question on Instagram and on our Facebook page mm-hmm. if chivalry is dead. Is so I'm gonna go ahead and 
um, read some answers that I got here. This one is from Mr. Bim. Shout out to Bim. He said, I don't think so, but unfortunately, chivalry in some instances has been relabeled thirst. So some folks might be less likely to do certain things. This is a fact. Um, and we shot love said, no, I'm still alive. I love deep and blissfully and all I was taught way back then still exists to me. I accept our new age, but I still keep it old school. It's amazing when they both can coexist. Mm. I still am in love with the good love, though. And Rafiq's PVD says, it's definitely not dead. It all depends where you're looking for it. I do think it's less expected in our culture today, especially since we tend to glorify the opposite side of it. Um, so before I go on and read, um, what do you guys think about? Actually, um, I had an interest in one with a girl that basically, to sum it all up, she basically said is it's not it's not really alive because women have become too independent to where th- when men do try to be chivalrous, um, they kind of reject it. So I want to so I want to break before you go on. I want to break it down in parts because there's a lot of good stuff, and I think we probably got a lot of the same answers. Mm-hmm. And I saw someone else bring that up about like women killing chivalry. So, from your perspective, what do you think about chivalry, and do you think it's dead? I mean, from my personal experience, I don't I I don't know if it's um if it's just that my energy is very transparent. But I, I kind of tend to carry myself with a, with a very genuine energy. Mm. And so, like, when I do something chivalrous, I'm not doing it with mm-hmm. expecting anything in return. There's no intent but to just be but nice. But to just be nice. That's it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like if, if, if I ask somebody out, you know what I'm saying, to, like, yo, let's, let's go grab a bite to eat or something like that, I'm not expecting you to pay because I'm asking you of your time. Mm. Not because I expect anything after us. You know what I'm saying? After after we go to so this what restaurant. If, but what if she orders a lobster? Then what? I got to be ready for that. <laughs> no, I got to be mean, ready you, for that. You, you I, no, I'm only I asking because there was a comedian out. that said if you, you... There's two sides of the menu. There's yeah. the side that I don't expect anything, and then there's the fucking side of the menu. But there's, so. but there's, also, <laughs> but there's also a thing where it's like, if I don't got it, I'm not calling nobody to go out. Mm. How about that? If I don't got it, then I'm not point. going nowhere. You know what I'm saying? Um, like, there was because I tell I tell you straight up, my phone to cut you over. I'll no, tell no, you straight no, up, no, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not cheap. I'm just, I'm just broke sometimes. Yeah, like, I'm being real. I feel we you. Are all. Yeah, if I, if, if we go somewhere and I can't afford what they selling, then we just, I'm we're not, not going. going. Yeah, I'm like, just chill. And we're not chill. going to that restaurant. Especially, <laughs> you're gonna get you that know, two for twenty. I had an experience like that where you know I was eating at a restaurant. It was you know it was Four Seasons. I go. I'm a, I'm a regular there, and um, you know I hear the couple behind me. You know I'm not snooping. They're just like kind of loud, and the boyfriend's like, "Yo, I don't got money to buy that. You better pick something." And you know I was like, "Why?" In my head, I was like, "Why did you bring her or them here?" Right. In the first place, like you, you know what it. I mean. You got to be mindful of your pockets. Like, I'm not gonna take a girl to to um Hemingways and um expect just to get a salad to salad or <laughs> yeah, a taco yeah, yeah, yeah. a fish taco like no I'm pretty sure she's gonna be like yo I want the swordfish and I want some lobster mm, yeah. filet mignon you maybe? know you know what I mean regardless whatever it is you know what I mean like you said you're expecting mm. 
whatever it comes with. I think we worry way too much about how people are going to react to 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 when you let people know what your situation is too. Mm. I think we worry way too much because about that. We're we're too insecure about our own situation. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah, true. yeah. But, and and my fault to cut you on. off. My bad. Um, but like chivalry doesn't have to be expensive either. Yeah, no. it doesn't have to be expensive. A, I remember. A walk I, in the park I remember. Is just fine for me. I remember one of my um um women that I was kicking in with. Like, you know, she was going through a real tough time, like was like losing family members, mm-hmm. like multiple family members in a week and stuff like that. Jeez. You know, it, like it was crazy. You know what I'm saying? She started losing weight, everything. And so I got picked up um, to go to the spot underground um, and I found out that she was there. So my friend who was picking me up to go to the spot underground once I found out she was there, I was like, yo, give me like, give me like five minutes real quick. And I made a peanut butter and jelly sandwich because oh. we always talked about like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and how bomb they always were. Like we were just talking about that on the phone. And when I pulled up, when I got there and I had my hand behind my back and when I saw it, she gave me a hug and I pulled out the peanut butter and jelly sandwich. She was about to cry in my arms. I bet you know what I'm saying. So it's like it doesn't it's have thought. to be ex- exactly, exactly, and it has to be genuine. It's got to be genuine. Though. When's like, the you last I mean? time you courted a woman? Like, done something romantic, and what was the reaction that she had besides the peanut butter and jelly? I mean, I, I don't even, I don't even, I don't even let that word enter my mind. To be honest, what's like, like, I think, I think for me, what's always worked for me personally is I don't overthink things i just go with genuine energy and let everything take care of itself it's mm. what's worked for me in my career it's what's worked for me in 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 relationships like with people i just do what is genuine to me what i would what i would want um uh people to 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 treat like my sisters my mm. mother my you know what i'm saying the women in my family i just go with that literally i just go with that and try to it's keep simple. things as honest as possible because I, I say this all the time. I got all the time in the world for problem solving. I have no time for drama. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Nobody and like I'm, I'm like I'm like some 80. People some people thrive off of drama. And it's the thing too. It's like I'm like 80 percent artist and probably like 20 percent human. So it's like anything. <laughs> so everything any is a creation. <laughs> no, it's any relationship that I feel like is gonna is gonna drown me away from me doing my art. Uh, I don't even want a part of. Mm-hmm. So I've like been if feeling I feel like that lately, you feel me? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Anything that I feel like, it, like any any connection that I make, whether it's a friendship, whether mm-hmm. me and her become intimate, whatever it is, to any degree, mm-hmm. I want it to be something that's gonna be mutually beneficial. Mm-hmm. And I'm and I'm fair. Like if I'm toxic to you, hey, drop drop me. Yeah, <laughs> drop me like a bad habit. You know what I'm saying? Like if I'm if 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 I the mean, way that I, mean, I carry myself is toxic I to mean, you, some bad habits are hard to drop, though. They are they most are, but most habits are. We, hard we all be, know I, about I, bad I, habits. I, I, yeah, no, I, mean? I feel you. But like, but like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel right. You know what I'm saying? Like, like being as protective as I am about like my sisters and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I'm like the family guard dog. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I, I'm the one that 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 you know if if. If someone brings someone who's kind of suspect, I'm the one who's kind of like, yo, I don't like this motherfucker. Yeah. I'm, I'm the one who's quick to go there. You know what I'm saying? So you it's need like, that. I can't carry that energy and then not keep the same energy right. just because I mm. benefit from it. Like, nah, it's yeah. nah, it's the same energy all the way through. It's I fair. like that. Thorough, you know I mean? thorough. Yeah. I know that I'm not good for everybody. Mm-hmm. I know that. Yeah. I mean, not everybody's no, no, good for everybody. Is exactly. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, you know, you kind of have to learn what you can offer and what you can't mm-hmm. how about you bands when's the last time you courted a woman or to did be, something to romantic to be honest last time it kind of fell apart because you know i tried 
it just kind of fell apart. Like, you know. Well, what's what's it look like to you? What does being romantic look like to you? Damn, a romantic time with bands. <laughs> what does it look like? <laughs> you know, I'm, He's honestly, so foolish. Honestly, it'll be just like the regular smuggler stuff. You know what I mean? Just like, you know, roses, a okay. nice walk. You know, I like walk. Walks on the beach would be nice. Walks you know on I mean? the beach. I'm a cancer, so we we drawn to water. You know what I mean. So <laughs> it's kind of natural to me. You know what I mean. Let's okay. let's go for a walk. Can I say, nice can I say walk this? in the park what would di- be nice. What dictates what dictates romance? Is it the action or is it the connection you have with somebody? Connection. I think it's a little bit of both. Okay. Like the action has to kind of like the peanut butter and jelly. Like mm-hmm. that action probably built a stronger connection right. and also show that you were being attentive mm-hmm. so like it's just thought like we talked about thought the thought being behind it like if i give you flowers but i didn't really care to yeah. like hand it to you or i didn't care if like the the petals were falling off like some mm-hmm. of the roses look kind of ugly like was there really thought behind it or did yeah. you just do it because Maybe you fucked up last night and you're trying to be sorry. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's the worst. Ugh, it happens. Or you're copying somebody else's blueprint. Exactly. So I think it's <laughs> you're just going with thought, what you action. think romance actually is. Exactly. You know it's thought, but, action, and connection. But also, a lot of people expect it a certain way too. So that is that, true. That can misconstrued, uh, misconstrued the way you look at it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, like you know, there's some. I mean, in my point of view, there's some women out there that you know a, f- a bouquet of roses is everything. Mm-hmm. But there's some that you know you gotta get her the top of the line watch. Yeah, that's why. Right, you know, right, right, you, right. you get what I'm but saying. But that's why you have to, like he said, not everybody is a match. Exactly. You have to find who mm-hmm. matches with you in your idea of romance. So, however, that is romance. Romance could be like a night. In watching and, movies mm-hmm. and eating and snacks, or just a deep conversation. Yeah, cook, a me, deep conversation. cook me some fish, and I'm good. That's it, just fish. <laughs> <laughs> Simple. All right, I'm gonna read some more answers. William Shakespeare said, "Shakespeare, clever, right? I love that. Collective chivalry is dead, and social media in our culture killed it. Women want dads, not partners. Men want property, not partners." There's no privacy, decency, consideration, or respect for tradition in our in our culture anymore. Individuals like myself and others I know still believe in and practice it, but it's rare. Uh, Mr. Underscore then, chivalry cannot die, but it certainly can be forgotten or misinterpreted, interpreted in spe- especially in today's society. And I asked him to break it down, and he said... To elaborate, chivalry is defined as the combination of qualities expected of an ideal knight, or in this case, a gentleman or companion, especially in courage, honor, courtesy, justice, and a readiness to help the weak. So he must have pulled that right out of Google. But I appreciate your efforts. Uh, uh, come on, why you got to throw him under the bus like that? Don't That's doing the exact that. definition. Um, since these are traits that will never cease to exist, they simply cannot be erased from the world or die. Now, if chivalry is misinterpreted, it's easy to think that you are defending your honor by not entertaining a woman who has none. Or forgetting, for instance, that it takes courage to look past current societal norms of wanting independence and providing for someone without making them dependent on you. That was a very interesting answer. I like I like what he said when he said... Um, very wise. Yeah. When he said honor 
and that's a word that I've used a lot last year. Um, and I say this to Regina a lot. Like, I honor you. Don't I honor you? I used to ask her that all the time. And I think that that comes with thought. Like, mm-hmm. you have to know somebody to honor them. Yeah. And to know somebody is really to love them. Because mm-hmm. if you Absolutely. know them and you can still mess with them or deal with them, how whatever word you want to use, then you have to care for them. I don't think you mess with anybody you don't care about. So why not honor them? Like. Right. And honor looks different to everybody, kind of like we're saying here. Yeah. So, last week, um, Diddy said that R&B is dead. And I know that that probably goes hand in hand with romance and chivalry. And, you know, because back then we had singers that were like, you know, talking about this girl broke her heart or I broke your yeah, heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me one more <laughs> chance. And now it's like, let me break your back, pull your hair. Yeah. You know, it's very, R&B is very different today. Um, I know hey, Bands probably has a different perspective because you, you know, listen to R&B yeah, still. I, I love, um, one of my favorite R&B songs is um, In the Mood by by the um, Whispers. Oh, I thought you were going to say Division. No, that's a good one too, but it, The Whispers... Like you know, see, but that's old music. They're, they're really talking about everything the new new guys are talking about uh-huh. without going there. Like you know what the song's about. Yeah, you know, like it's but it's also like get it gives you imagination on what's going on. Yeah, like you know what to feel, how to feel about a woman. Like Marvin you know, Gaye or vice music. versa. You know what I mean? For a woman, it might feel a certain way. For yeah. a man, or if you're in a same sex relationship, you know. Same thing, you know. It's just the feeling you get from the music, you know. Yeah. And, and like me being able to, you know, kind of put myself in those shoes and kind of figure out my way, you know. I, I just recently um watched um, Mo Money. <gasps> me too. I watched it last yeah. night. I watched it two nights ago. We're and, connected. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's a classic. By choice and not by choice. All but, right. Okay. All right. Relax. <laughs> but yeah. Um, you know, I watched Mo Money and the way he approached the girl. You know what I mean? He he did whatever he had to do to mm-hmm. get her. He was very um, persistent. Yes, and very not only persistent, but he was very he he was very diligent on mm-hmm. what he wanted. That's what he was like passive aggressive too. You he know, was which, like which telling is, her like you're gonna be with me, but it wasn't like aggressive it was like sweet and he was just like i'm gonna wait here till you're ready Mm. and eventually he got her yeah you know which doesn't happen in real life all the time i mean today that that would probably be called stalk this thirsty (laughs) ass he's following me every day at work you know but it's the it's also a thrill it is a thrill we know how much we love the thrill (laughs) you know everybody loves the thrill no matter what's the situation we love being chased we love chasing you Mm -hmm. know it's a cat and mouse game at the end of the day shout out to maniacs with the cat and mouse song oh shout out good song go check it out (laughs) but yeah um you know i feel like you know but do you think that arm that does go because of that's where i was going that does sit side up side by side with with each other because the thing is that our music is not like it's straight to the point so now you got you got people in relationships that get together and they're just going straight to the sex Mm. there's Mm -hmm. no communication there's nothing for me to romance you like you know it's usually like okay let's meet up at this time and you know the clothes is 
being thrown off. And you know, it's funny that you said that because um, Regina's answer to the question of chivalry being dead, she said, it's not dead, but it's not expected. And someone else said the mm. same thing. And I thought that that was interesting because someone else said it is dead and women killed it. So I'm like, okay, that makes sense to me. So I laid it out like this. Uh, women, when we're dating, the reason why we're not, we we do expect it, but because I think a lot of women are in such a rush to be intimate, to have that connection with somebody, not realizing that the connection is built without sex. Like, the it's outside of sex, I should say, because sex does add to it. Um, so we expect it, but we don't enforce it. Like, mm-hmm. we'll go on a date with the guy and we'll be like, uh-uh, he didn't even take me out to eat. We went to his house or we sat in his car for hours and just talked. Like, he didn't even open the door for me or whatever the case may be. And it's just interesting that, like, I don't know. I was just thinking, like, do we not expect it anymore? And are, is, the, is the music a reflection of mm-hmm. our times? You know, I, I hate- guess that I was about to say. I think mm-hmm. it's always a reflection of the times. Facts. I, I don't know. I like to refer it to movies because most people watch these movies. Um, a Bronx Tale. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You know, the the dad tells the kid, you know, if she doesn't unlock it, you open the door for her. Yep. If she doesn't unlock your door, she's not the girl for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because chivalry works two ways. Yeah. You know, and yeah. it and it's not a thing where just men are giving it or women. Like, you know, there's some situations where the women's being chivalrous and the guy's like, nah, F you. Mm-hmm. You know, type mm-hmm. of thing. Like, not 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 verbally, but the way you're acting towards it. Yeah. You know, it might be like, ah, you know, kind of like. But in, in twenty in 2020, do we even take our phones, uh, take our face out of our phones long enough to even Absolutely. notice that? If you're interesting <laughs> enough, yes. You should. I think. But you're right, though. A lot of people I see couples going out to eat and their phones are out. I'm like, yeah. The first thing I do is put my phone to the side mm-hmm. and make, and I also I'm making sure I'm out eating, even if it's with just a friend, with somebody I'm going to enjoy. But, yeah. but also that's due to communication because of the fact that we can't hold the conversation long enough to. That's what I'm saying. I, I sit down and have a good conversation without being on the phone. Right. That's true. Like going back to what you were saying, I don't think women killed it. I think technology killed it. If anything, like true. too much, too much access to technology. That's I true. think it has not only not only just chivalry, but just like human connection. Period. Yeah. And now I with the coronavirus, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> we can't even I mean, go outside. I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, Corona teaches us how to appreciate each other a little you, bit more. You That's think, true. That's I a good don't point. think it's gonna. Pe- listen, people, <laughs> people are gonna stay in for these two yeah. weeks or however long this needs to last till it blows over, yep. and people are gonna go right to the disgusting people they are. Because mm-hmm. people are disgusting, and it's not only <laughs> hygiene wise. Please don't bring us back to the coronavirus. No, it's not even like. Hygiene-wise, people have disgusting personalities, you know? And, you know, this True corona is going to... come ex- out in chaos. Yo, coronavirus ex- is exposing a lot of people. Yeah. Well, a I think, lot I of think, people. I think it's a lot easier to be an evil, selfish person nowadays because you don't have to deal with nobody. Mm-hmm. It's so... It's, so it's like... It's like it's like the same equivalent of, like, you know, 
If you're going to talk shit about somebody back in the day where you could get the shit smacked out of you, <laughs> you know, it. some people were less likely to do that. That's true. Because you had to you actually follow through with it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you had to keep the same energy. It's so much easier to just type it. Twitter fingers. You yes. know what I'm saying? And that's not and that, and that's not just with, you know, with um uh with 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 a aggressive aspect, yeah. but even even in just a person to person aspect mm-hmm. or whatever just being mean to somebody mm-hmm. and 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 sitting on that it takes a lot for someone to actually yeah. do that and see the hurt in someone's eye exactly. and follow Oof. through with it and, and, and it not affect you at all you have yeah. to have ice running through your fucking veins to, That's to be crazy. like that. and not only that, like that but to bring it back to the love love like some people don't have the balls to to talk to Mm. Women Someone or women like, talk to mm-hmm. men. Yeah. Like, yo, I really like you. Yeah, like, they wait to slide in DMs. Yeah, like you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I seen you at the club last like, night. Like so it, why didn't it's you come weird. Say hi? It's yeah. weird to people. Yeah. People get freaked out when you tell them like, yo, I I really like you. I really mess with you. What's up? Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is so weird to me. It's like It's like, yo, like, so what am I supposed to do? DM you now, like you know, subscribe to Tinder and hope that you ran run into her. Oh, you right got you got a like, <laughs> like come on, like yo, I'm being real with you. I feel this we way about you. Weird times. If yeah, I well, feel people, way people about you, can't take you, like, a loss nowadays. That's part that of it. Too. Yeah. Nobody, nobody can stomach an L, whether it's a fight, whether it's getting turned down, no matter what it is. People can't handle people taking a loss. People are afraid of failure. People yeah. are fickle. People and are fa- very fragile. Mm-hmm. <laughs> very, very fragile. Very. You know what I mean? As as you know, because this generation live, this new generation came up on no new friends. Ugh. I don't want friends. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, you know what I mean. But in yeah, I didn't in, even know. I the saw the ID, IDGAF or something like that. Mm-hmm. The yeah. I'm like, what is this? And someone told me that. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, old. you're old. Yeah, we see it. <laughs> um, but I yeah, think, I think um, I think I think where one of the things that we got, we've lost the idea of what feeling is, and mm. we jump straight to being emotional. That's so true. Yeah, that's because you're dealing with the emotions by yourself. Yeah, it's not being communicated with what you feel the emotion mm-hmm. towards. Like, yeah, like for example, after the night that I saw you at, I had already heard about your name, like in the streets. Like people oh, are right. like, oh yeah, he's a really good poet. And actually, Mo Monifia, I don't know if you know who she is. Monifia. Um, Monifia. she follows you, and she was like, yeah, he's a great poet. I don't okay. know why we brought you up, but she's a poet as well. Right. And um then you came, you literally walked through the door like a day or two after we spoke about you and I'm like, What are the odds? And then you yeah, gave a yeah. surprise performance and I went up to you and I was like, That was really good. Right. Like yeah, I yeah, had yeah. to tell you because <laughs> I, I didn't want to be the person that mm-hmm. goes finds you and be like, Yo, you did really good last night. That was great. And it's like, <laughs> damn, like there's I no, missed out on that no connection. connection. Right, right, exactly. right, 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 right. You know, that's, I appreciate that. That's one thing I, I've learned through this journey of podcasting. It's better to tell people in their face, like, yo, like, you know, sometimes I don't write under somebody's or like even like the thing. Mm -hmm, So when mm -hmm. I see you, I could be like, yo, I really like what you did. This was dope. Right. You know, sometimes I don't have the chance to. Yeah. You know, so I'll post it. I want people to see it. But, you know, also like, you know, that connection is everything, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, so. You know, it's it's just where everything connection is everything. At the end of the day, if you know the you know the connection doesn't connect, or the you know the connection you're trying to make doesn't connect, like mm-hmm. what is it? It's mm-hmm. nothing. That's true. I think too. It's like it's like the human the human body 
is so much more involved in our thought process than we give it credit. Yes, you the brain and the heart are connected, and people forget yeah, that. Yeah, and so it's like, like going back to what mm-hmm. I was saying about people not knowing how to feel when you don't know how it feels to be in a situation when you don't know how your body feels like to be rejected mm-hmm. then when it when it happens you don't know how to deal with it at all yeah because you new. know what i'm saying like yo i've had i've had moments i've had moments at house parties where i got turned down bad and i just <laughs> but you i just had to the sit era. there you exactly the you know what i'm saying when well, you had to be brave enough to walk up to this girl well, and be you like, just yo, had you to come dance? behind her when she was like throwing it back no nah, but <laughs> I, I, never did that. No? I never did that, no, that no, I, I never i never felt comfortable doing that you know, there's you know, always that's that the, one guy. That's that's the move for like someone that like you kind of knew the girl, but you didn't want to ask her to dance, so you slide in. Nah, strangers but did it. You see that? You see, those are the guys they're trying. They're trying to avoid failure. You understand what I'm yeah, saying? They're rejection. trying to. Everybody's always been looking for mm-hmm. shortcuts. Mm. You know what I'm saying? The ones that are not just brave enough to just go ahead and just be about that yeah, life and just jump into the deep end. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's I've been true. turned down bad before, like Yo. bad. Like what's bad? You know though? what I'm saying? Like bad, like hell no. Yeah, like you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like she and I be looking at you in your direction. I, the 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 first I remember the first time I ever got turned down. Not even I'm not even talking house party now. Elementary school. <gasps> I remember there was this girl that I used to like. She was so damn fine, and she was like grown fine in like elementary school. Oh, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like she was grown fine in elementary school she got her period early Maybe, that's what that I means know. but um <laughs> but i had a crush on her you know what i'm saying and i told somebody and then they went and told her Ooh, and it, it was like and it was like he stood up from the chair to go go over there and tell her and i kind of wanted he to stop him but too. i kind of wanted mm-hmm. i kind of wanted to stop him but i kind of wanted to you know let him go let him and do tell it her. Yeah, yeah yeah right so then i was like all right, let's see how this goes, right? <laughs> so he tells her she does exactly this. <laughs> like looked at me crazy. Like you were the nastiest. Looked at me crazy. You know Damn. what I'm saying? But you learn certain things too. I know mm-hmm. my I know my my dress game was terrible in elementary school. I know my shoes. Me and a lot of us. Jordash? Huh? Jordash jeans? It was all it was all hand me downs. You well, know, you know, yeah. you, you know when you got family that comes from another country, mm-hmm. what's fresh That's to them is just brand new. It's not about if it's <laughs> no, name so, brand. Like Michael Blackstone said that. Yeah. 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 Mira, exactly. tiene el dique. You know, it got like three holes on the side. And you're like, pero tiene hoyo. It has holes in it. Yeah. And no, 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 no. That's brand new. The Out the box. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you remember them with them black sneakers? They look like a bootleg Reebok sneaker. That like, every was person, it the Averax sneakers? I don't know what Ciccone's? it was. K Swiss. It, 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 I don't even think it had a name brand. <laughs> it was like you had to like it go to blank. like some old lady's house from Dominican Republic to go buy them. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Like you didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's crazy. It was wild. I mean, yeah, that is true though. I think people yeah. are afraid of not getting the outcome that they desire. Mm-hmm. That's and that's terrible because you can't bank on somebody else's reaction or response. You have to bank on how you feel. And mm-hmm. if it doesn't work, then so be it. it. You did and what it, you had to do. You know, do. it may it may hurt, but you you know you you learn you, from it. You take that on the chin and you keep moving. And then you learn game too with that. Mm-hmm. You learn that's, how to like also, smooth your way, yep. finesse. And but, you got to you got to go through that because not only does it happen in a personal relationship rolling. standpoint, but it also happens in careers. I mean, oh, you go to a job interview and you get rejected. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Crying. Like one of the things as an actor where they say when you go in for an audition, go in for that audition and just completely erase it from your mind. Wow. Mm-hmm. 
That's what, that's what they say because you're going to get rejected a lot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It just happens. It's a part of life. Yeah, I'm not good at failure, so I avoid <laughs> things to not you know, fail. I have mm-hmm. that problem. I'm, I'm, I'm the type, you know what I mean? Fuck it, let's go. Let's, you know... The ball keeps rolling. That's my yeah, that's my motto. Keep it no matter what, no matter what, yep. you know what I mean. And if you if you let that ball drop, yeah. you know, just pick, pick it, it up and up. Yep. keep keep rolling it. Hell yeah! You know, you might have to go a different direction, mm-hmm. but you know you'll get there. Yeah, that's on whatever, fact. and that's whatever. You know, whether it's relationship, financial, it's emotional, like you know. It's it's good to talk to people too about your situations. Like if you can talk to somebody, go talk to somebody. Yeah. Yeah. You know, see somebody you trust. You know, because you don't want that situation to happen. With, exactly. With yeah, the yeah. kid. <laughs> oh, he likes but you. I, but you know what piggy, I mean? But piggy, piggybacking off how, how you might start one thing or whatever mm-hmm. and ends up somewhere else. I remember when you was like hella focused on bodybuilding. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I remember you posting like all right, 200 push-ups. You couldn't even see I go his head bed. at one point. It was yeah, just yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like, I, I want to get back to it, but it's so hard. Like, you know what I mean? And this is just me, me being honest with y'all. You know, and the listeners like, yo, it's really hard. It's a lot of discipline. You know, it's not that. It's the fact that, yo, I used to lift 400 pounds. Mm-hmm. I can't even do a quarter of that right now. Mm-hmm. It, just imagine how that feels. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of pressure you know on your I mean? joints, that, and you got to do a lot of like recovery stuff for that exactly. as well. Mm-hmm. Like just as much, just as much time as you put in the gym, you got to put outside of the gym as mm-hmm. well for just Taking keeping your body mm-hmm. moving, and that you can go back and put it through that much again exactly. the next day. It's hard, man. It's it's, it's not hard. easy, and it, it's a mental struggle. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Just just think about it. That's like you know a rich man going poor, mm-hmm. never never experienced it. Yeah, in his life, and gotta restart from bottom. Yeah, 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 and to connect it back to the topic, when it's like if you're in a relationship for a long time and now you're single, you don't know how to be single and you don't know how to date again because yeah. you haven't done it in so long. Yep. And with the times and the Me Too and the sexual harassment and all this, you don't know what it's somebody's scary. gonna say about oh, you. Yeah. They but, could say he tried to rape me and. Chances are they're gonna believe the woman, even if it's not true. And you know, this is you, not a victim. You have to, but you have to take those accusations seriously. Of course, of course. You know, to proven guilty. Now it's the public that you villainizes someone off rip. Like if you got enough proof, okay. Like you have to be yeah. able to prove it. Mm-hmm. And like you know, also that's that's a rabbit hole down. Yeah, that goes. So way let me deep. finish reading some responses. I want to make sure that. Um, people got their responses out. So Corner Poet One said, I think it still exists. It's just not popular anymore. AC Zayas says, hey, that's my cousin. Chivalry is more to me than the things listed. I think it's about loyalty, honesty, courage, and being kind and helpful. Do I think those are dead dead qualities in the opposite gender no i do think that social media music and some other factors have shown that those qualities don't matter or are necessary to get someone so people don't show it in my opinion mostly young people i've heard a lot of stories of hey ma having young women swoon i agree it's no longer popular but yes they do exist Born a King underscore 87 says, I think pride also plays a part. Reason being is because a lot of guys will act all tough out in the open, but behind closed door be all in their feelings. If you really love someone, show it no matter where you are or who you're with. Originality 
original Tyshawn, chivalry is dead and women killed it. He's the one who said that. And I have a couple more responses on this story. Let's see here. Um, Just a bunch of people saying, no, no, it is not. It sure seems like it. Louis the B underscore says currently postponed until further notice. <laughs> I'm assuming. Shout out to Louis the B. That's my boy. <laughs> oh. I like yeah, I love him. He's a good person. Uh, Zoo Media says uh, norms and technology in the landscape has changed. So pretty yeah. much everybody is saying all all of the, all of the same things. Um, yeah, so people seem to be on the same page i feel like more people are saying no than yes what, it is what can we do to build a better connection um aside from putting down your phone you know i was because, gonna say put the phone down because you know what i mean that's in some some people don't put down their phones like i think that's a deep question so i'm just gonna dive in dive in i think that in order to have connections with people, you have to have a connection with yourself. You have to be very self-aware of what kind of person you are, your toxic qualities, and how you're working on that. Because energy is so infectious. Oh, I have goosebumps. Negative energy especially is infectious. Like You could feel someone's negative energy when they walk into an event. Um, so I think you have to know who you are for real so you can know what you want. And what you offer. And it doesn't have to be financial. It doesn't have to be material. It could be, you know, maybe you have compassion, like the peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Like, that's the cutest thing I've heard in a long time. And it's just a sandwich. But in times of need, if you have compassion for somebody, you know exactly what they need, even if they didn't think they needed that. You know what I mean? So you have to really know yourself. And I'm big on that because I've been working on that like personally like you have to you have to know your flaws so you can know where the other person can pick up your slack because really that's what a companionship is you lift me up where i lack and i lift you up where you lack so Mm. like connection is really pieces to a puzzle even in a community like we need a poet we need a producer we need a podcast you know we need all these entities to to have yeah to build a bigger picture sometimes uh, uh, Sometimes things are be, um, it's not about you. Mm-hmm. It's it's bigger. It's bigger than you. So basically, you it's know, deeper than rap. You're you're just a piece of the puzzle. Like you know, get in line and do your part. And isn't that what chivalry is? Mm-hmm. Not being about mm-hmm. yourself. Right. Absolutely. It's it's selfless. It's a selfless act. Yeah. So thank you to everybody that responded. Um, that was a good topic. I wish we had uh, people commenting here so we could give them some live feedback. But, um, yeah, so thank you to everybody who responded. We'll be sharing those on the IG story so that you guys can have the continue the conversation amongst yourselves. Um, shout out to Spark Up Podcast. I think we've built a lot of connections on here. We have. And, and shout you ourselves know, out. I like that. You know, <laughs> I bet you do. You know, we, you know, we made quite a few connections and... Well, not just a few, but you know, to keep it humble, you know. Oh God! Y'all have the uh, the the applause sound effect. No, not no, no. no. not by me. Thank you, thank you. All right, so we have Rudy Rudacious. Is that weird when people call you that, or do you go by that? No, that's you know, okay. Rudy Rudacious, Rudy Rude. My only thing is I don't like it when they say it wrong. What do people say? Rudelicious. 
We're delicious. Yeah, really? I, I think How do you I think get people. That from that? You that's what I'm saying, it. yo. I think I, I think people are trying to read it too fast. Uh-huh. And they, just, they just don't care in, in the beginning. That's crazy. So I saw on Insta- uh, you had an Instagram page, um, a barber Instagram page, and we were oh, talking yeah, about yeah, yeah. that off mic. Yeah. Um, do you still cut hair? Is yeah, that I still, still a thing? Okay. I still do. Yeah, over in uh, Official Cuts Barbershop in East Providence, three two four Waterman Ooh, Ave. Plug, plug, plug. Yeah, 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 you know what I'm saying. Put it out there. You uh, know? Are you gonna be open with the Corona? Nah, we we talked about it. We're gonna be closed this week. All right. Yeah, we're gonna be closed this That's week. Smart. Just taking precautions and stuff. Cause yeah. we was we was paranoid as hell on Saturday. We were being in there all day, and it was like soon as I got home, I jumped straight in the shower. Took yeah. all my, took everything that I had on off, and just took and then, a hot ass shower get for that a long one ass person time. That coughs. Yo, we had like two. <laughs> Yo, we had like two people like, coughing with their, with not covering their mouth at all. I was like, Nah, dude, nah, we're not doing I this. I ate at a ramen yeah, spot, and um, I ate at a ramen spot, and I was just like. It was so hot that I wanted mm-hmm. to cough, but I held my cough in. Oh, like it was spicy? <laughs> yeah. Because I'm like looking around, making sure, like <laughs> holding it in. So, you know what I mean? People it's look at you sideways when oh, you cough yeah. in public. Like, oh, yeah. Lysol. I got sprayed down by Lysol by Wayne, mm. my friend Wayne, who. um, Big Blue? Yeah, he thought I. I was like, I'm fine. Like, stop spraying me. But anyway, this is about you. So, I heard you perform at Troop. At Hughes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Salo's event, his yeah. very first event. Congratulations, Salo. It was packed in there. And I feel like Troop is heading towards kind of like that Aurora, Black Red I like, feel. I like that spot a lot. I love I don't the go there enough, there. but I like that spot a you lot. You know what yeah. I like about it most, too, is a bunch of black legends on the wall. Yeah. And it's hip-hop. Yeah. So it just makes sense. It's for the culture. It is for the culture. Troop is for the culture. So speaking of culture, you performed... Um, the Biggie tribute, tribute poem. Yeah. Can you give us like maybe two stanzas so the people can feel it? I can do the whole thing. Oh, <laughs> listen. We'll I'm say- about that life. Listen, I'm a performer for real. I live this. I'm about this life. I'm give always ready. Us. I'm always I'm ready. ready. All right. Oh, he took the glasses off. It's serious. Story begins. It's 546 in the morning. Crack of dawn. Brooklyn. Pager rings. Awoken slumber, a hustler named Big wonders, who the fuck is this? Phone dials. Two women lay next to him, ignored, because pagers are business or warnings, both serious as heart attacks. It's barbershop pop. While pocketing cash at the gambling spot, he caught wind of a plot. Two dumb fucks want Big stuck up, precaution hits, quicker than a crack high. Pop asks if the hill in Brownsville sounds familiar, surprised. With double-barrel shotgun eyes, Big replies, Yeah, my nigga fame up in prospect. Nah, the my niggas, nah, love wouldn't disrespect. Pop calms Big, like the first puff on a blunt. Reminds him loyalty exists even in lifestyles where love doesn't. Fame delivered the warning. Pop delivered to Big. Messages sent like kilos, telegrams in brown paper bags with disgust. Big utters, damn, niggas wanna stick me for my paper. 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 Pop tells Big, thieves know all. The Rolex watches, Lexus whips, Georgetown pounds, lockdown Virginia strips, mom's crib in Florida, fifth corridor, also on the list. Call the corridor, 
big and sis. There's gonna be a lot of slow singing if I were bringing, if my burglar alarm starts ringing. The scenario is hot. Like stash house stove tops, big resembles heroin, anger bubbling like melted rock emotions, darker than the back of crack spoons, ready to die. He gives a shit less, prepared to take a life or be sentenced to it. Damn. For one second, awareness pours out heavier than one million in cash dumped from a duffel bag. Niggas wanna stick me for my cream and that ain't a dream, things ain't always what it seems. He realizes it's the ones that smoke blunts with ya. See your picture. Now they want to grab their guns and come and get ya. Here we see Christopher, Valletta Wallace's baby, daddy to his kids. No longer is his name big. In this moment, we see the man that has become an addict, addicted to hustling, his heart suffering withdrawals. But there's no time for rehab. As Big grips a pistol, he relapsed. Bet your biggie won't slip, leaves his lips. Eyes closed, mind goes, crime mode. Tendencies, psycho. Enemies, die slow. Weed smoke, Big takes a deep toke. Silence. Preludes violence. Peaceful. Refuses to run in, ready to bust his gun then. Big says... Hold on, I hear somebody coming. 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 <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm clapping. That was amazing. <laughs> thank you, thank you. So, for those that don't really, because I feel like some people don't really understand spoken word, like they can't keep yeah. up with the, the story. What mm -hmm. was it about? What what that that piece was? Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, I just wanted to do something for hip-hop audiences. Um, I... I take a very acting, stage acting approach to my poetry yeah, in the sense of physical. like, well, not even just that, but even in how I, how I go about my writing, like mm. I'm not a natural writer by any stretch of the imagination. Like mm. if you tell me to just improv something, I can't do it. That's not, that's not my strong suit. I look at a piece the same way a director looks at a play in the sense of there's a there's a final product you already have in mind. You got to figure out how to get there. Mm. So any piece that I that I do, I usually start with the ending. Whereas people that are just natural writers, they might start not even knowing where they're going and end up coming up with some of the most amazing stuff. Christopher, who was also at that show, he's like that. Mm. He just writes. That dude just wakes up and just he he shits oh, out that's amazing the poetry. Tall guy, right? He's an older guy with the with the dreads. He went. He was on right after me. My mentor. Oh, okay. Okay. He he shits out amazing poetry. Like like I remember I went to his house to go um help him with some performance stuff because he had some poems that he was trying to memorize, mm -hmm. <laughs> and he had a memory like a big memory drive that he plugged in because he didn't have the poem uh printed out. He was like, oh hold on, let me try to find it. Like a a, a memory drive the size of your cell phone. He plugs it mm. in, and I swear it looked like his computer was going into the matrix just. <laughs> All poems, wow. all poems, and he looked through it and he was like, "Oh, it's not in this one." Unplugs it and plugs in another one. <laughs> that dude is like the amount of stuff that he could just write, and it just be amazing, yeah. right? For me, it don't work like that. Mm. So when I I was listening to, first of all, "Warning" is one of my favorite hip hop songs of all time. Okay. It was like one of the first songs to me. What I always loved about Biggie was he showed the negative side 
about drug dealing mm-hmm. and that and that lifestyle. It was very dark. And you know, at that, you know, at that at that age, we was all poking our chest out. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Thinking we was thinking we was about that life. You know oh, what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah my, I, I, it was very short lived, but I wanted to be about that life like bad. You know what I'm saying? Um, and um, that was one of the songs that kind of like. I don't know, just showed a different side of it. And I was like, damn, I don't want to live that. Where, like, mm-hmm. my close friends now want to, like, hunt me down and kill me and shit like that. He thought about like, death a lot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's, like, but it, but it's a real side of that lifestyle. And mm-hmm. even when you get older and you, you know, even his, like, you know, uh, 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 suicidal thoughts at the end and stuff like that, the PTSD that people have mm-hmm. coming from the streets and stuff like that is real. You mm-hmm. know, that conversation wasn't prevalent back then. But I felt like... It was ahead of his time. Very ahead of his time. And I thought, I thought that album was very honest. And that was one of the things that I loved about it. And that song in particular showed me that. So when I was listening to it, I just was like, damn, like, what if... What if somebody retold this story from a narrative standpoint mm. and and me being having so many different influences like to me with that poem, um, it's me using every aspect of of my creativity in the sense of there's acting involved in it. Mm. there's storytelling involved in it there's poetry involved in it and there's hip-hop involved in it it's like yeah because you even change your voice to show which parts is coming directly from the song you know what i'm saying so it's like it's it's one of the pieces that i'm like very proud of and at first you know i just started with the intent of like i just want to do something i just want to have stuff that's going to work for a hip-hop audience you know, something boy, that I can go work. up there and do at, at, at you know, where yeah. it's like, you, you, as soon as I bring it out, people are like, oh, yo, he really did that? What? Like, you know, I... People he, were singing along, too. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, that's part of the reason why I do it is, is, for, is for that. To, um, it, you know, because hip-hop is one of those things. It, like, if it's done right, it could be like church. You know, people start joining in. And, yes. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah, so so it was it was mainly done just with that, with that intent. I just wanted to have... A set of things that I can do for hip hop crowds, it, it, and you know sometimes it works in like more poetry, mm. poetry type audiences and stuff like that. If they're familiar with it, they appreciate it as well. You know, it was just it was one of those poems that I did that just like. Did you ever think about rapping? No, no. never, because spoken I, word is very close to rapping. Yes and no, yes and no. It depends on your style, in my opinion. And sure. I have this conversation a lot. Like my thing is, because a lot of people want me to rap. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that if if I just decided one day I just want to rap, I would not get a lot of pushback from from uh, people here in Rhode Island. Like people would embrace it. They'd be like, yeah. "Finally, we've been waiting for you to do it." Because I used to host hip hop shows and stuff mm-hmm. like that, like mm-hmm. all of that. You know what I mean? I used to MC them and stuff like that, and and I would be up there doing my poetry. But I'm like, I'm like the local poet, one of the local poets that's like willing to go to the hip hop crowd. Like I'll come to you. You know what I'm saying? So I have a lot of people who don't necessarily care for spoken word, don't necessarily care for theater, but they rock with me. Mm, it's the middle ground. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And and that's kind of been like a, a, a thing that is like kind of gotten my name out there a lot more. Mm. You know what I'm saying? In, in unconventional spaces. When I think of spoken word, I think of the way you perform. Like, and this Those is pieces. no offense to, I'm going to offend somebody, so fuck it. But a lot of a lot of poets, You've been they're doing that a lot lately. Listen, but, I'm just trying to know. keep it real with my people because I love them. Um, a lot of people are reading from their phones, yeah. or they mess up and they gotta sell yeah. it all over. And granted, some people are beginners, so I get mm-hmm. it. And it takes mm-hmm. a lot of courage to be on stage and nerves. I know because when I'm on stage, I'm a mess. Um, <laughs> and, and I'm not even performing anything; I'm yeah. just speaking. But like, 
I feel like, especially watching like Def Jam, Def Poetry Jam, Def Poetry Jam, yeah. uh, Jam, like that is all performance. It's cadence. It's yeah. bars, Word if you want to call it. Wordplay Word is um, metaphor. Like poetry is very close to hip hop and you rapping. Know, you know, poetry is very like the battle rap right now. You can say that, yeah. You know, because there, say that. there's no beat, mm-hmm. and they're like, you know, oh, yeah. a lot, a lot of their schemes are very yeah. poetic. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, whether they're talking about pulling out, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. the hands. Are I know, I follow hands, battle rap, you know so I, mean? I know exactly what you're talking about. Here's here's my thing. Here's my thing on it. Um, there is, at the end of the day, still a musical element to rapping that does not exist in poetry. Mm. Regardless, you know what I'm saying, like. Um, rapping to me, um, when I got into more and more as far as like understanding the structure that you have to fall in line with to flow over a beat, yeah. like I would watch interviews with like Rakim, like the bars counting the bars. Rakim, and- Rakim used to draw lines down his his paper. He would draw lines down a paper, and every line that every word that fell in that line had to rhyme. Mm. Like there's people that really That's have tough. an entire science behind the flow aspect that I don't have to think about at all. Right. I think I, right. in that one piece that I just did, I thought about it a little bit with the eyes closed, mind closed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That that whole section, mm-hmm. I thought about it a little. And, and I use it in certain sections in a poem where I feel like I don't have a strong image to say what I'm saying or a strong metaphor to say what I'm saying. So then I'll use a rhyme as like a, a, a interesting way of connecting before yeah. I get to like another big image. But certain, there's other poems that I have that they don't rhyme like that. They're more storytelling. Like the, the other one you performed, Murder, She Wrote. Yeah. That one has less rhyming, I feel like. that it, it, it still does have some rhyming, but if you notice, the structure of it is completely different. And mm-hmm. and to take that and flow it over a beat, the way rap usually flows over a beat, I would have to do a ton saying. of editing to that. Yeah. You know? You'd even and, have to probably change some words so that it fits in the beat. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? That fits in the bar count and stuff yeah. like that and the syllable count and everything, mm-hmm. you know? So for me, I carry the energy of rap and, and, and yeah. hip hop I was but, gonna say you feel like hip hop cause I'm a fan I've always been a fan I, I first understood what poetry was through hip hop and through mm, rap let me Same. ask you a question your favorite three poets and your favorite three rappers cause that might huh. be something that it might cro- go hand in hand I see what you're doing here um can I finish my point and then answer that yeah no, yeah alright all right, cool so so like uh, damn, I forgot my, I forgot where I was at. You were um, saying the words and the beats and the syllables. Yeah, like like it's just it's just it's just very it's very oh, this is what I was gonna say. The main reason why I would never ever ever I take that title of rapping, even though other people probably want me to, is because I didn't put I didn't put the blood, sweat, and tears into becoming a rapper. Mm. The even though today, today's day and age it's Nobody it's very does. easy to put out yeah. to put out music. You can start rapping tomorrow, mm-hmm. start putting pu- start putting it out and you, it might be successful. Like Blueface. But the uh <laughs> the the era that I'm a fan of, I still hold very near and dear to me. Yeah, And in that era, that era, you had to be out on the block, you know what I'm saying? Rhyming in ciphers, you had to be pants. battling, you had to be battling, you had to be doing oh, a yeah. lot. The process. You understand what I'm saying? The past 10 years, mm-hmm. my level of competition, I did poetry slams. 
I've, I've even competed in national competitions and stuff like that doing poetry. So I've committed myself to that. And even and even there, I still feel like I'm visiting. I feel like I'm 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 hmm. very welcomed. That's interesting because because I'm not a natural writer. That's what I'm saying. You know How what I mean? How are like, you not? How can you say that and then have like work like that? That does not make sense to me. Well, because 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 the one thing there's one thing that I have that makes me able to do all these things, which is I'm just great at listening. Hmm. I'm a great listener. Like 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 I like I tell people all the time. I didn't fall in love with poetry with spoken word. I fell in confusion with it. Because the first person that I ever saw was Saul Williams. I don't know if you're familiar with Saul Williams, mm-hmm. but Saul Williams goes on some I, whole other I stuff. I feel like I heard the name before. Saul Williams is is one of, if not the most successful like poet to ever come out of like the poetry slams and stuff. He's done commercials for Nike. He had movies. There was a movie oh, wow. called Slam What's back in the nineties. Oh, Saul Williams. Saul Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you look him up, he was he was on Girlfriends. You remember you remember the show Girlfriends? My girl. Oh, yes, of course. The gr- um, uh, homegirl that was dating the poet, that's Saul Williams. The girl with the long dress, like the the light, the light skin yeah, girl. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah, her. She was dating Saul. Will- Saul what? Williams was on Girlfriends. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's oh, got snap. movies, all of that. You know what I'm saying? But Saul Williams, his the way he uses words is like so out there. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like it's it's wild. And like the first time I ever seen him, he was on this show on MTV called Up Next. Where they used to like feature mm-hmm. up and coming people and he was on there first he did a song that he has called Black Stacy mm-hmm. that I thought was just interesting because it was like he was talking about like being dark skinned and his experience with it and stuff I just I thought it was very and he he wasn't dressed like how rappers were at the time you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying he had the fedora like very very classy and stuff like that but then he dropped he, he dropped some music and then goes into one of his poems called Untimely Meditations and he's just standing there doing I'm like what is this it's like it's kind of rapping but it's kind of not it's kind of like speaking but he's kind of not like what what is this I didn't understand it mm. I had an acting class where they said they wanted us to bring in a, a classic monologue a contemporary monologue and a poem wow so I immediately thought of that piece and I said let me bring this in so that I can study it and then sitting down with it the same way that I would do with Shakespeare or anything, sitting down, sitting there, breaking it down, stanza by stanza, word by word, and then wow. putting the images together like, oh, that's what that means. Oh, that's what that means. You know what I'm saying? And being like amazed by it mm-hmm. kind of interests me. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's what I found interesting about it. But my whole thing is I've always been a good listener. Like before I started writing my own poetry, I was performing other people's stuff at open mics in between doing plays. Hmm. You know, like one of the, one of the places I used to go to a lot was um, Everett Dance Theater, the Carriage House. Mm-hmm. When they had, Carriage when they had, House, wow! I used to go there all the time for um, uh, uh, Friday night. No, 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 not Friday Night Live. That's their improv show, Open Stage. Mm. I was there. I was there when they when they did the first Open Stage. The first open stage, I was one of the people there. I featured there mad times. And you like, performed an, another poet. I used to always perform something. And then when I started writing, then I started performing my own stuff. But I used to perform stuff from Saul Williams, Daniel Beatty, uh, whoever, whoever. I, I even used to take rap songs. Like, you remember Sticky Fingers, Money Talks? Mm-hmm. I used to slow that down and perform it like I'm doing some poetry and stuff like that but also as the character of money because he was that's a personification mm-hmm. we would call that a, a personification poem right. you know what I'm saying if it was a poem but so so like I like for me those two worlds were always very intertwined and very closely linked mm-hmm. as far as like because I'm just a fan of of language mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know what I mean but for rap I just respect 
number one, I respect the the, the people that put the the grind in. You know what I'm saying? The and, pioneers. And, and, yeah, and and how to put their themselves on their careers, their 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 ego, their pride mm-hmm. on the line, and 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 some and a lot of times even their safety on the line to go mm-hmm. to these nice. wild ass hip hop shows and stuff like that. I didn't have to. I didn't do any of that. So I'm not about to. You know what I'm saying? Just. You don't just take, take the that title monarch lately. as if like I worked as hard for it as mm-hmm. some of the other people that Makes I know sense. that have like crazy stories about like yo we were at the show in New York just trying to get our names out there and then this big fight broke out and <laughs> da 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 like you it know what I mean crazy yeah I would ne- I would never do that I would never never call myself that so um, you so your three favorite and your three favorite okay okay because um, I feel I feel like it's very tied in mm-hmm. and just you like. Brought brought it right to three favorite. Step. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the three that come to mind because to to again these are the type of questions that I suck mm-hmm. at. Um, I know that my absolute favorite in rap, my absolute favorite is Black Thought. Mm. Roots, my absolute favorite. It's one of my favorites. Absolute, my absolute. That already favorite. makes He's sense. poetic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's my absolute favorite. Um, another person. Hmm, if I have to think about absolute favorites. I gotta go with DMX. Oh, mm. DMX is another one. Um, I think DMX absolutely embodies that it's not it's not always about um, using the most words, but how you use them. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know what I'm saying? The emphasis. Yeah, yeah, the emphasis. Um, Missy Black Thought, DMX. Who else really, really affected me a lot growing up that I listened to a lot? Um. Yo, I'm going th- to throw a crazy one in there, right? Uh-oh. And hear me out after I say this. Hear me out after I say this. You're not going to say MC Hammer. No, 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 no. Okay, because no, no, that would be I'm crazy. Not, I'm not. And I'm going to say this because of where, like, like when I was listening to this dude, I was listening. There was nothing else I was listening to. Papoose. When he had oh, his oh, mixtape run, yeah. on, but when man. he had his, but his 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 flow was very choppy in the beginning. Like, he, he got, he got better agree. as time, but, but, but. I was so infatuated with language mm-hmm. at that time. This was probably around like 10th grade. I was just so infatuated with language. And he mm-hmm. just, his bars just never stopped back in them days. Like, he was, he's and nice. He's still, he's still crazy mm-hmm. ill not now. But like at that time, it was just like what I needed. It was fresh. And you know what I'm saying? Like it was just, it was just what I was looking for at that time. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to hear language, especially hip hop language pushed at a, at an elevated pace. Yeah. And to me, it was like, it, it was like it was like it was like it was like cocaine for my ears. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that. Pap was like cocaine for my ears, mm-hmm. yo. You know what I'm saying? And I just needed. I'm surprised you didn't say Jigga then, because he has a lot of poetic. Of course, absolutely, absolutely. I, but I I'm saying, you, I'm I saying, I was gonna go with pun. Pun's fire. You pun is I mean? fire. Definitely fire. You know what I mean? A, a lot. He's of, all off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't put. No, no, no those no, are three. The only, I like the only one that I'm the only one that I'm absolutely sure about is is Black Thought. Oh, for sure. That's the only yeah, one that I'm absolutely definitely. sure about, you know? Um, and how about poets? Poets. Oh, man. And I know you're going to say a lot of names that we don't know, so if we yeah, don't have no yeah. reaction. Um, <laughs> I probably have to say, <laughs> I got to give my number one slot to someone who, he's probably one of the only people that ever made me, like, nervous to the point where it was just like, damn, I don't even want to follow him. It's this guy from Jersey named Jamal St. John. Mm. Jamal St. John, like, as a poet bars he had this piece i remember my first year going to nationals right 
Um, it Where was, was it, was, it? It was Team Nationals, and, and we it was in Charlotte, North Carolina. This was two, hey. 2012. Shout out to Jermaine. Um, but before you go, they do regional bouts. Mm. So you get a chance to like go to different, you know, venues in your region and those teams, you know, kind of practice the format of what nationals is going to be like. And it gives you a chance to like try out pieces that you're thinking about yeah. bringing group pieces and stuff like before that. you actually go to nationals. So in our region, it was like, you know, like Maine, New York, Boston, you know what I mean? And, and people would have different regional bouts at different venues. Right. The New Eurekan Poets Cafe came down to the Lizard Lounge, which I was I want to go to that place so bad. I love it there. I love it there so much. I came this close to making their team a couple years back. Oh, wow. This fucking close. But anyway, I digress. So um, where it, it, the way the, the rotation went was Jamal was set up to do a solo for his for the New Eurekan, and then I was set up to do a solo immediately right after him for the Lizard Lounge. He goes up there and does this poem. Open letter to Tyler Perry from Spike Lee. Oh, whoa. And it was just line after line after line. I just, I didn't even feel comfortable in my own skin anymore. Oh, damn. Like, every line that he was just dropping, it just was like... Because cause even Dave Chappelle said he was funnier than a dress, and he still had to go all the way to Africa to see the difference between being laughed with and being laughed at. Like, I'm just like, oh, my God, he just said that shit. <laughs> you know I can feel, like, I can like, feel. Like, it's just, like, Jamal, Jamal, mm-hmm. and then even, like, any any piece that I've ever heard from him, it's just, like, his bars are just crazy. Crazy, like he's someone. He's someone, in my opinion, who also really personifies that, like that, that like balance between like what makes a great a great line in rap. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And and he kind of takes that like same format, line. like a punchline, even if it's not rhyming, but it's still that wittiness, that cleverness. But then he he never loses a depth mm. to what he's doing as well. That I just think. Jamal, I could talk about Jamal St. John. Like he featured at the Lizard Lounge some years ago, and it was a snowstorm, and I drove out in that snowstorm just to go see him wow. from Providence all the way to Cambridge just to go see him. Did not give no fucks. I was like, if I die in a snowstorm <laughs> and I get to it. see Jamal St. John one more time, it's worth it. And one of the best human beings, period. Like I love Jamal St. John as a person. Like you know what I'm saying. Um, number two, favorite poet. I got to go with my mentor, Christopher Johnson, yo. I got to go with Christopher. Like, like Christopher, Christopher to me, like the type of stuff that that guy can come up with is just like, it's, it's, it's mind boggling. It's, it's border, it's borderline genius. Hmm. Like, like he's, he's like one of them cast that like, he's just, he doesn't, he doesn't even always understand how brilliant he actually is. He doesn't always give himself the credit he deserves. And you know, but that guy, man, like when he's just on, He's on and like it, yeah. He's another one. Um, so let me see. Jamal St. John, Christopher Johnson, uh, third, third. I gotta go with. Uh, I'm stuck between a couple people. Uh, I'm gonna go with someone because I saw their their growth. Portia O. Portia she O, from? she's from Chicago originally, but I was on teams with her in in at the Lizard Lounge. So she, you know she's she's um stationed in in Boston. Mm. She lives in Boston, but Portia O, like, oh my God, some of the stuff she could come up with is like, 
crazy. <laughs> but I'll say this though. I'll say this though. I don't necessarily have a lot of favorite poets, but I have favorite poems. Mm, okay. So like, so like, there's a poem that people could look up online. It's on the um, uh, Button Poetry YouTube channel, and it's it's three poets. It's uh, G Yamazawa. Uh, Elizabeth Acevedo and Pages Matam. I know Elizabeth Acevedo. They have a poem. She's Dominican, right? They have yes. Mm-hmm. She's they, an I, I met well. her. I met her. Super oh. cool. Super oh. cool. I'm jealous. She did that. Um, she did a poem that went viral, like two, three years ago. I, I believe it was about hair or whatever. Yeah, like that. yeah. She yeah, just yeah. um. Well, it didn't come out. I think it came out 2018. A book of poems. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're they're all they're all super like accomplished poets or whatever. Like they they're on it all the time right but they have this poem called unforgettable that's about names i'm gonna yo, look that up that shit yo the first time i remember seeing that right i was sitting in my room I, i'm looking at my phone or whatever i go on youtube i check the subscriptions and shit and it pops up so i'm like all right and and they did it the year that i didn't go to nationals because i went 2012 2013 i skipped 2014 and went back 2015 in oakland mm. right but they did they did that piece in 2014 at nationals and yo i remember i i, I started watching i got my headphones on right at first i'm sitting down you know just laying laying on my on my bed or whatever just watching it by the end of it i am literally in my room jumping like it was church like i caught the holy spirit because it was like yo every line every single line was so powerful that like i can't even like i don't even want to try to say any of it i just want people to go look it up because i don't even want to like mess it up paraphrase it in any way shape or form but that piece to this day is still one of my absolute favorites and i get excited about it as if it's the first time i'm hearing it every time i hear it nice. that's one um check that out there's this guy ed mayberry jr he has this poem called q a where it's like it's like a see it's all in like questions Hmm. And it's this like little boy. It's this little boy. Um, uh, he starts off at like five years old, and he starts asking questions. Mm-hmm. And and you know his age. You know he gets older and older throughout the piece. Mm. And he says it. He was like, now nah, you know now I'm seven years old. Now I'm this age. Now I'm this age. Now I'm this like age. Stages. But the series of questions that he asks Continue. lets you know what his lifestyle is at that time. You find out that his father's a junkie. You find out that his mother's oh, poor. Wow. You find out that like you know what I'm saying he's he he the starts he starts selling drugs to try to bring money to his mom's house and stuff like that or whatever. He you know what I mean all these things. And he has one part. There's one part where he's like, um, I'm 21 doing my second bid. 10 years ain't shit. My brother in here. My father out in the yard. Man, this ain't time service. It's a family reunion. That line, Whoa. the first time I heard that, I thought my fucking head was going to explode. <laughs> I like, I thought my head was going to fucking explode. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, how did you put that together? It's crazy. What is your sign? I'm a Capricorn. Oh, damn. I was banking on a Scorpio. <laughs> Because the passion, because I'm like that too. The what draws me to poetry, well, really yeah. to anything with words, is language. Yeah. I'm obsessed with word. I'm a word junkie. Mm-hmm. I find a word that I'm like, oh, I like that word. Yeah. I'll look it up, and and it's it's a craft to be able to take word, random words, really, yeah. and put them together and turn them into something like what you're saying. Mm-hmm. So when I hear stuff like that, I get like I was. 
I'm like, a poem's not good if it doesn't give me goosebumps. Right, like, it right. needs to be powerful. I'm going to send y'all some shit privately. I'm going to send y'all yes, some, some of my favorite do. joints privately. And I saw you met uh, Rudy Francisco. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because we met, we met through um, competing at nationals and stuff like that. Nice. You know what I'm saying? Cool dude. Have you ever Super heard cool of guy. Mo Brown? Mo Brown, Mo Brown and Jive Poetic, they they um co-host and used to run the New Eurekan Poets yeah, Cafe. My, yep. Those are two of my favorite people. She's come here that I've met before. in 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 the whole poetry scene. They oh, wow. they they flew me out um they flew me out to Pittsburgh this past January. Oh nice. I got to perform uh for a Martin Luther King event that they oh, that they organized at the uh, August Wilson uh, oh. Theater in in Pittsburgh, California. Just listen to the. I name mean, of Pittsburgh, California. I'm sorry, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Just listen to the name of the theater, August Wilson. Yeah, that's what that I'm saying. Tells you know what I mean? Everything. But yo, Mo Brown and Jive Poetic to me, they're like they are gems to She's the poetry community. Person. But the, the 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 shit that they could do as far as like getting people from one level and then getting them to another level, mm. I there that's still on my bucket list to work with them. Like I went, I went all the way to New York. Was like slamming my heart out or whatever and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Taking buses back and forth just to try to make that team to work with Mahogany Brown and Jive Poetic. I love her. Like I love them with so much. Oh my god! Every ounce of my heart, I love them too. She is. There's I a, always say she's like a collection of our ancestor spirits. Like she carries so much. It's like oh. But you know what though? Too, they're they're two people that know how to effectively make poetry cool. Mm. <laughs> they make it hip. They make it fun. They make it accessible. They make you want to be there. Mm. Like you want to be in that energy because a lot of times, and I'll be honest, like one of the things that holds, uh, uh spoken word and poetry back as an art form is that a lot of times like poets know what they're trying to say but they don't know how to give the audience a chance to be on the train with them Mm. and a lot of times it's like if you say something about it it's like oh but you're 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 criticizing my my soul like you can't like you know what i mean it becomes a very like very very personal thing to people you know what i'm saying and um i think uh that's what was so great about the the, the poetry slams and the competitions was it was like it was a certain point where it was like okay you can't be on stage for more than three minutes okay get what you got to say out in wow. three minutes or else you're gonna get a time penalty you know what i'm saying like figure it out if it doesn't work either rework this poem or whatever or you got to write a brand new one Jeez. that's crazy you know what i'm saying and it's like random people in the audience judging you it's not like you know what i'm saying like so so it would be great because it was like sometimes like you might have someone who's like a national nationally like acclaimed poet or whatever and then they could lose they could lose a slam at any given time to like someone who's up there for their first time hmm. that's interesting so do you think that your gift is well i kind of already said the answer but do you think that something like poetry or even acting is a gift versus a talent or a skill like do you think that somebody could really write your murder she wrote poem like it has to be a gift well well um i think someone can write a poem like it it would be different you mm. know like like when you go to nationals any any national tragedy is going to get talked about at nationals someone's going to have a poem about it i'm pretty sure at nationals this summer there'll be something about the coronavirus there'll be something about kobe bryant there will be something mm. about trump whatever you know what i'm saying it's whatever all inspires. it's all gonna yeah yeah, yeah exactly because like um i think i think um that's a that's a that's a uh, kind of tough question, but um, 
I think for me, like I said, what works for me is just I'm just a great listener. So so like I just I know how to break down what I understand about the stage in general. Like for me for me the 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 basis really comes from studying the stage. Mm-hmm. The stage is what I really understand. I might not understand the booth as well as I understand the stage. I might not understand the 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 camera as well as I understand the stage. You know, I had to learn how to even speak into a mic. And even now, he st- I, I still see out the corner <laughs> of my eye, my man Benz or whatever is turning me up sometimes because I be forgetting. You know what I'm saying? Like, this, is, this ain't my forte necessarily. Hmm. My forte is getting on that stage. The technicality. That's what I, that's what I understand. You know what I'm saying? So it's like when it comes to that stage and getting it out in front of people... That's what I really know. That's where you thrive. Yeah, and then and then I under, and then I understand words. I understand language. I know how to connect words how with it people. people. So then yeah. other things just kind of culminate. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But it's not necessarily really a talent that I might. Ha- I don't. I don't really consider myself outside of acting. I think acting, I'm very talented in, and I'm willing to work hard as fuck. But like with anything else that I might do, whether whether it's you know I I did radio for a little bit, you know what I'm saying. Um, whether it's radio, whether it's you know whether it's the poetry and stuff. Like, I don't think I'm necessarily talented in anything else. That's so wild when I hear like creatives talk like that. I'm like, yeah. how can you, you not know, hear me, what we're hearing? Because you know what it is. It's not. It, I'm not saying that I'm whack. <laughs> well. I know I'm nice. Well, excuse me. For what I do. No, but for <laughs> no, what no, I yeah, do, yeah, I know I'm real. nice. You know what I'm saying? I know I'm good at it. But what I'm saying is the way of getting from point A to point B, it's not a talent thing for me necessarily. It's a it's a listening thing. It's, it's a breaking a down thing. It's just like I'm just willing to go on the journey mm-hmm. of be, what it you, takes you, to bring this to light, to so, bring to create this and skill. bring it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Respect the craft. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. I'm, 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 I'm more of a fan than I am a participant, hmm. because I, like I said, I don't wake up and just write all the time and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Now, I think what also helps me is that I don't use my art to to um, build me up, build up my confidence. Hmm. My confidence is not based off of my art. Hmm. So when I go up there, I'm willing to be as as ugly and as honest as possible you understand like like i don't i don't say things on stage to try to get a reaction Mm -hmm. i put them in a way where it's like if i was listening and here's another thing i'm very good at putting myself in the audience's shoes Mm. That's another gift that I have that so maybe you're some reading people the crowd. don't. Yeah, but I know, I know, I'm I'm very good at 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 seeing myself from the opposite standpoint. Yeah, you want to give the same experience as if you're in the crowd. So. Well, I'm I am in the crowd even while I'm on stage. That's how I look at it. Okay, hmm. you know what I'm saying? I'm on crowd. I'm in the crowd as, even while I'm on stage because if I feel it, I know that they're gonna feel it. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like I'm gonna I'm gonna go like when I do a murder she wrote and stuff like that, right? There's it's the intangibles that 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 go a long way. For example, me being willing to fucking freaking slow wine and 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 drop down and all that stuff or whatever mm-hmm. that goes a long way. But you have to have a certain level of confidence within yourself to even do that to yeah. even write that in the first place. It's you know what I'm saying? Vulnerability too. It's vulnerability exactly. I'm willing to go there all the way because. You know, and there's been times where, and sometimes it could have its moments where it's more difficult with the poetry because it's my, it's my work, it's my experience. 
You know, so I've had certain like I have a poem called Strength and Sensitivity that talks about my anger issues and how how bad my anger almost got at one point. Mm-hmm. And that poem, there's been times where I've done that poem and had to walk straight to the bathroom and cried my eyes out. Mm-hmm. Then there's other times where it's like I can do it and I'm fine. You know? But from 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 my experience in acting, mm-hmm. right? When I allow myself to go there for a character, I understand that that you know, happiness and sadness, they're very intertwined. You know, people tend to think that the opposite of love is hate. Mm-hmm. No, the opposite of love is not caring. The opposite of hate is not caring. It's when you have no emotion about it at right, all. Right, because hate is an emotion. You know what I'm saying? And they're both very, very intertwined with each other, right? So, you know, when I was like, you know, I'm, I'm segueing just a little bit or whatever, but the play that I was just in, Taylor Two Cities, I got, you know, shut so, down. Yeah, we were going to ask you about that. The play that I was in, Taylor Two Cities, one of my characters is an absolute maniac. You know what I'm saying? This guy Jacques Three, he's just always down for the drama. Like, like every like, and I just nobody told me that, but I just noticed that it's like this guy is always mad excited about fighting or killing somebody. Always, so I'm oh, like, wow. this guy's a maniac. And there's a scene where we're storming like a prison. You know what I'm saying? In in the show, storming the Bastille, as they call it, right? When I'm backstage getting ready for that. There's a hallway in the back and I'm just pacing back and forth, back and forth. And I'm just allowing myself, not that I'm trying to become this character, right? Because if I was trying to become this character, then I would be here as that character. I would just go be that in life. Mm-hmm. It's not that. It's I'm committing myself to telling this story. Mm-hmm. I'm allowing myself to momentarily be uncomfortable, be at a dark place in my mind mm-hmm. because I'm committing myself to telling this story to that audience. I want the audience to see what I see in Jock 3. Mm-hmm. So when I'm pacing, I'm getting myself in that energy. I'm getting myself hyped up. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I, I'll, even, I'll even start jogging if I need to. Like on certain days, if I'm not feeling it, I'll start jogging because it's like, to me, breathing is like at the center of all feeling. Hmm. You breathe differently depending on how you're feeling. That's true. Sure. So if I'm hyped, if I need to get hyped up, if I need to get hyped need up, to like we about faster. to storm this prison, mm-hmm. then I need my breathing to be there like I'm excited. Mm. So I'll start pacing that. And, and people and people have even come up to me afterwards and they'll be like, like some of the people that work there, like some of the ushers, and they'll just be like... I, I can't like you scared the hell out of me when you just walk <laughs> like your face I'm just looking at you like I want to make a joke but I know he'll stomp me into the ground right now like you know what I'm saying but then but then I'm I'm like real happy afterwards you understand what mm-hmm. I'm saying because my mentality is you leave it all on stage so that you don't take any of it with you mm. so how do you feel when you hear about like actors like um uh, what's his name Heath Ledger or even Jack Nicholson when they say they get so stuck in the character of the yeah. Joker and they take that stuff home. Well, we don't really know exactly that that was exactly the reason. True. I've heard I've Very heard people true. I've heard people say that that wasn't the case with Heath Ledger at all. So, we don't know exactly what the case is, right? But um for me, I was never brought up in that in that idea of turning into the character. I was never brought I was my philosophy in acting is not in that at all I'm not with it at all because for me what good is what good is doing a great role if it's gonna kill you afterwards mm-hmm. I don't believe I don't I just I don't believe in it you know and and what good is what good is me doing is me losing myself when the thing that it's called is play 
You come in to watch a play because right. we're essentially You're playing. Pretending. Mm-hmm. Not dealing in make believe, but we're dealing in pretend here. You're, 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 people are, are, are getting suit. dressed, mm-hmm. right? Getting in their cars, Makeup. getting Ubers, whatever, getting, getting fixed up and stuff oh. like that to come see this show. Probably had to get a babysitter. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so there's no, there's no, like, like, oh my God, you're, you're, you're trying to fool me mm-hmm. as an actor. You're trying, you're, you're, you're professional, yeah. you're professional liar. Like how yeah, some people do. You knew do. what you came. I'm like, you know what you're here yeah. for. You're coming mm-hmm. to see me at a theater. You're not seeing me on the street and then I'm introducing myself as Eddie. No, you're seeing me as Eddie in this play. Right. But for me, I just look at it. It's just storytelling. It's storytelling. Is how how much are you gonna commit? It's performance. It's it's performance, but it, it's it's storytelling. It's not my story, but it's this character's story, and I have to treat them as a real person, and just tell their story. It's just mm-hmm. about committing myself to telling their story. That's so you take it. the adaptive. So, uh, is that what that's called? My mentor always said, "You don't become the character; you allow the character to become you." Mm. Huh. You allow the character to filter through you, but it's still you at the end of the day. Kind of like I'm a still, possession. I'm still in the driver's seat the whole time. Yeah. Well, you, know you have to saying? be. I'm still in the driver's seat the whole time. There's no there's no moment where I'm on stage and I lose myself to that. I'm still making decisions when I'm on stage. I'm still very much in my head every time that yeah. I perform. I don't just like completely just lose myself. I'm focused. Don't get me wrong, but like I'm in I'm still in my own body enough to like see where my friends are when they come to see the show whatever i'm like oh, okay there's there's uh mm. there's eric and shite there's l and, and eric i got them they're right there boom i know exactly where they're at now i'm gonna <laughs> deliver some of this over here you know what i'm saying <laughs> like when my friends are there i show you get up. more oh, oh you, i, I, I thought you were gonna say you get more nervous oh no no no, no. i love it when my family mm. and my friends are there i start showing off <laughs> all right let me let me give the show somewhere over here because i know my man's over here you know what I'm <laughs> but um yeah, no. So, so going back, going back to what you was asking about about them, like, how do I feel about it? Um, I think um, I can't I can't tell somebody what their process is at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I think I think that that idea of getting yourself so caught up in a character that it hurts you. Number one, I don't think it's necessary. I just don't. I don't think it's necessary. So uh, yeah, because I hear a lot of I, I, even Jennifer Lopez said, you know, when she did the, I don't want to call it the stripper movie because I'm sure it was deeper than just a stripper H- hustlers. story. Hustlers, yeah. And she was talking about how she ate different, exercised differently. She was going to strip clubs, and you know, she was trying to get into the world of this character, kind of like you're saying, you know, you're mm-hmm. telling a story. So you. Yeah. You have to create study. this person as if they're a real person yeah. and study them. You have and to do your due diligence and study right, and exactly. stuff like that. Absolutely. So, so does that still count as something like, is that, would you consider that going too deep? No, 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 no. Because you're doing your due diligence. You're studying, especially if it's a world that you're not familiar with. Hmm. You know, you got to, you got to, you got to find a line that you, um, that you relate to, but then you have to understand the things that you don't relate to. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like when we did, um, when I did a play called um, Top Dog Underdog, um, it was a two-person play, and this guy David Valentine, who's like still like like one of my favorite people that I've ever worked with, it was me and him for two hours on stage, just us two. Wow. And um, his character was amazing at three card Monty. You know what Is I'm saying? The the, the, the the card, yeah, yeah. The, the three card game or whatever, the hustle, because he was like one of the best at three card Monty. 
David had to sit there and learn, study how to play three card Monty and like learn all of that. Hmm. And like be like good, great at it. You know what I'm saying? And by the end of it, this dude was like, shoo, like it was amazing to watch him progress with that. You know what I'm saying? Because there's certain and, and you do that because you want your body to record it in the same way that you want your mind to record it. Hmm. Like it goes back. It goes it goes back to like even even just performing in general. Like one of the things that people will do is they might memorize something sitting down. But you're memorizing. You're putting the words in your head, but you're not putting the words in your body. body. We all talk with our body. Oh, I'm doing yeah. it right now. So you then, know when you saying? get on stage, you might accidentally sit down. Well, well, you might get on stage, and then all of a sudden, now you don't know what to do with your body. Mm-hmm. So you're just standing there. Looking. You're just standing there, you feeling all rehearse it as if you're yeah, on stage. Yeah, you got to look time. at your body like you're a one person band. Right. Your your arms can do something amazing in your performance. Your feet can do something amazing in your performance. Your whole body can be a part of your performance somehow. Mm. To just you know what I'm saying? That's why some people have problems memorizing cuz they don't memorize on their feet. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Or they don't they don't go through the motions of it. it's like it's not it. just recording it in your mind, it's recording it in your body. body. If I told you, if I told you right now, right, to tell me a story that you went through something about like you was on vacation or something like that right when you tell me that story you're not thinking about what to say or the details or anything like that because you've you've recorded those de- you know how you, you felt it. when mm-hmm. you let's say let's say it was a story about you being on the beach you go you're gonna remember how the how the sand felt in between <laughs> your toes you're gonna remember how hot it was yep. that day you're gonna it's remember right. the sweat going through your whole body and stuff like that you, you know what i'm saying you're details. gonna remember all of those details and you might just get you. up to s- talk about yeah. it yeah mm. yeah that's true it's just so it, it's it's you go about it the same way in my opinion, you know what now, I'm saying? Now, not to bring it back to hip-hop and poetry, but um, I don't know if you're familiar with Keisha Plum. No, I can't she, say that. Um, she's part of the Griselda oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. clique. She does, I rock with Griselda. She she does the poetry in between. Oh, okay. That's Keisha okay. Plum. I didn't Plum, know yeah. that. Okay. So, so Shout she out to like her. basically... So I'm familiar does, with it without being familiar with it. <laughs> exactly. Like, you know, she does poetry basically Dope. over Hip hop beats, you know, yeah, would yeah, that yeah. Be people a thing have done that, that before? You know, who does that? I forget his name. I met him a long time ago in middle school. He uh does the music one program here, mm-hmm. uh, T- Tara Terrell Owens, and he used to do like the Sunday gospel on 95.5 on mm. Sundays. Mm-hmm. He mm. does that with the kids, he word. puts like instrumentals and they do spoken word over it. Yeah, have you ever done something like that? I did. I had a whole mixtape that I used to sell back in the day. <laughs> How much were they? Huh? How much? They were weren't. They? they weren't expensive. It was like ten dollars. No. Oh. But but it was right like now. Hand-to-hand. Inflation was that twenty five. But um um yeah, <laughs> I've done that before, and I did that. I did that because um there seems to be like a a thing with spoken word where it's automatically associated with jazz. Mm. When it comes to recordings, yeah, like people automatically like usually go straight to jazz, jazzy type beats. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And like for me, one of my favorite poetry CDs that I ever got was from this guy named Alex Harlem Beatties from uh, Worcester, Massachusetts, and he run he runs a poetry night on on Mondays actually called the Dirty Gerund. It's at Dirty it's at Gerund. Ralph's Diner in in uh, Worcester, and it's so like it's so like kind of like dirty punk rock kind of feel but it's very fun it's very it's very in tune with him and he hosted with this other guy named nick who nick is absolutely crazy but i love him 
and they would do things like very very in tune with their personality like when you go there like they'll, they'll have they used to have um trivia games where it was like okay. alex would read alex would read uh um a haiku about different activities in high school and they had to guess what it was so like he had a haiku That's about dope. like dissecting frogs but it was like very layered and you had to like read into it a lot to figure out exactly what he's talking about like a riddle, and then basically. yeah and then, and then you know you would have a buzzer or whatever like boom about dissecting frogs or whatever or boom that was about gym or do whatever Right. But Alex had this CD and it was the first time I ever heard a CD with like punk rock music mm-hmm. as in the background. And he's doing his poetry that he always performed live, but it had punk rock music and I loved it. And I'm not even a punk rock fan, but what I loved about it was it was so genuine to him. When mm-hmm. I was listening to it, I didn't just hear someone just putting, just doing the typical sounding kind of kind of recorded poetry. I heard somebody who put his own it personalized exactly, and so I did that. Okay. I did that as well, but with hip hop, of course. I've been meaning, I've been meaning to get back into it, but I have um, uh, I have stuff I can, that I've done features. I, I could feel you like on. On like an alchemist type of beat, word. Your hip hop, if it your hip hop head, so if it works, know. though, because there's certain tempos where it mm-hmm. actually doesn't. Mm. Certain tempos might be too quick for me. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Beats like, are fairly yeah, yeah, of slow, course, of course. like boom bap. Yeah, yeah, like very boom bap. It's got to be a beat that's very like, like very samples. open. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's very open and not and, too busy. And, yeah, 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 not too busy. But like I've done stuff. Um, my man Flizz. Uh, uh, Big Flizz. Uh, he calls now. He calls himself an Big artist. An artist I know named who Flizz. That is. Travis Wiggins. He was Wiggins. at the four hundred one um, La Broa Pizza one time. He's just tall. He's black, right? Yeah, big, heavy set yeah, guy. Yeah, whatever, yeah. Bow-legged. I yeah, think yeah. you were there that day. He was that's there. That's my yeah. guy. That's my. Bro- if we're talking He's about the same person, giant. that's He's my so sweet. brother. I love that guy to death. Like, and and he was the first person to ever get me in the studio. Oh wow! Mm. He had a song. He wanted to do a collaboration. He he he's the collab king of Rhode Island. Nobody has done more collabs in Rhode Island than him. Fliz has worked with everybody, and um, he hit, he he hollered at me one time. He was at AS220. He was like, "Yo, I'm doing this collab king project. Y'all want to do something with some poets? You know what I'm saying?" So I was like, "Yeah, let's 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 link. Let's let's do it. Whatever and shit, right? Exchange info." Um, he sends me. He's like, he's like, "Yo, I'm gonna send you a whole bunch of beats because he produces too. I'm gonna send you a whole bunch of beats." And um, uh, you like he gave me the the liberty to pick, you know what I'm saying? So I'm going through them. I'm like, ah, I don't really like that one. Uh, that one's cool, but I don't see nothing or whatever coming out of it. Then he then I open up this one beat, and like this was back in the day when I used to scribble. Like like any time that I had an idea, mm-hmm. I just start writing it down or whatever. And it was like this beat came on, and then like I had like this one opening or whatever that I was just like, oh, this goes perfect with this. You know what I'm saying? And then it was just like another another little thing that I wrote. I was like, oh, this goes with it too. This goes with it too. I was like, oh, this is the one. And I kind of went off on that joint too. I ain't gonna lie. But that, that's a poem that I still perform still to this day that came from What is that. it called? It's called Poetically Spoken. You want to hear it? Yes. All right. <laughs> I'm not going to say no. <laughs> All right. The hood. With concrete fists, cracked glass jaws. Guns aim, remind me of Uno card games, red and blue draw fours, the hood. Poverty stricken, criminal thinking. Through frustration, tension builds. Wrong place at the wrong time can get you killed because in the hood. The so-called protectors of peace can make you a victim. The clan gets their wishes, Oscar granted, and the pigs ring Sean Bells in celebration, the hood. Where bullets have no sense of direction, lead pierces through the flesh of innocent women and children. But 
If the guns don't kill us, the drugs can. If the drugs don't kill us, our diets can. So much stress leads to blood pressure tests. We put more money into rims than paying our rent. Young girls can't recognize what a gentleman is since being chivalrous no longer exists. And I'm from Providence, a small city in the smallest state where the youth gets caught in an even smaller mind state. As I heard a girl once say she never leaves the south side, I realized her ideology of the whole world is condensed in the length of a walking distance. Trapped minds. Still has us believing salted wings can't fly And we never exceed past the death in front of our eyes So as this pen meets the page I try to lyrically show the youth more as I hit the stage I stretch my vocal cords till my throat is sore So my rhymes aren't filled with tricky metaphors It's filled with divine purpose for uncovering false surfaces Using melodic cadences But I'm no rapper writing rhymes over hard beats I'm a spoken word MC I flow to the music of my hearts beat to show the ghetto if Shakespeare were alive today he'd be an MC annoyed with these literary scholars but he'd listen to Jay-Z spitting ciphers with most deaf and Talib Kweli rap on wax and do tracks with Eminem pushing the limits to say the unsaid so I agree hip-hop is dead because it died before it began its existence is a reincarnated reflection of the past where sonnets became lyrics spit with rhythm over beats ideas like to be or not to be? That is the question. Whether it is nobler in the mind to suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous fortunes, or to take arms against the sea of troubles and by opposing end them, became a song called Mind playing tricks on me So I call forth all my brothers and sisters Backpackers and hood rappers For a new state of mind A state of mind that sees how Romeo and Juliet reflects and connects To the bloods and crypts A state of mind of kids that can read Moby Dick and see Herman Melville wrote the coke game Before it was cocaine But to find it You have to dig deeper Than just words on a page See this is poetically spoken I use these words to open minds. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I was about to shed a tear. You so are that was a, that was what I wrote for that track. Something. Jesus. Thank you. That was what I wrote for that track. You know what I'm saying? And it was always one of my favorites. But then like I did I did other stuff, but that's something that I need to get more into. But I've done features. I actually owe a couple people some features. <laughs> and I was so busy with this play that I gotta get on it now or whatever. Um but um can, but yeah, can no. we get an exclusive? Who are you dropping a feature for? I I'll I, you know what it is? I don't like talking about stuff before it, it happens, happens, you know what I'm saying? Because I don't wanna shoot but some that you could look up. Um I did this one this one for uh Flizz's album, um uh, the symphony. It's a track called "Poets Often." If you look up Rudy Rue, "Poets Often," Flizz, it should it should pop up. Um, that was a, a cool one that I did that I really enjoyed. Um, I did one for my man Uncle Eleven. Um, uh, I can't remember the name of the track, but shout out to Unc. That was one. That was another one that I did that I really enjoyed. Um, damn, who else? Who else? I've I've done, I've done stuff with a few people. I'm surprised you haven't man. connected with John Hope. John Hope's my guy. But you I guys never Hope. like he has. I think he. Well, he does his own. He has a, the soliloquy boy. I think it's called yeah, on yeah, his yeah. Uh, guy named Harry album, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is uh, I fell in love with that album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, 
Yeah. John Hope is my dude. It's it, there's certain people like John Hope, like Chachi and stuff like that. It's just gonna be a matter of time. Cause mm-hmm. one one day it's gonna happen. Cause mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't force it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But like one day it's gonna happen. You, you like it to come natural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I almost got John Hope on something, but he he didn't he didn't see himself. Before on we it. before we end, I just want to know what's gonna happen to a tale of two cities. Oh, it's over. <laughs> It's over. Like, no postpone, no nothing. Nah, 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 nah. Because you know what it is. It's hard to get everybody's schedule and linked up, and we don't know how long this this whole coronavirus thing is gonna yeah. is gonna last. But I'll, I'll be back with something in the um in the summertime. Play wise, I'll be back with something um during the summer. I'm actually gonna try to use this time to like try to get some trying to get back into writing Recalibrate. more and stuff like that. Yeah, because mm-hmm. that's something that I kind of I kind of fell off with. A little bit of my writing and stuff like that so that's something that i want to get back on which one do you prefer and where do you want to go with the one that you prefer i could not answer that question for the longest and it's not that i necessarily prefer one over the other it's just it's it's i understand myself in acting more than i understand myself in poetry it's still it's still even still to this day very like experimental in a lot of ways like i don't have like a set process where i know like okay i could come up with something like super fast like you know what i'm saying like it's still not like i still can't freestyle it's not just like a natural thing the way you see like uh the way a trav black is with his rapping you know oh what i'm saying God, it's just yeah. like that's just just natural with that kid like you could just tell he's just always on it uncle levin yeah, it's my man flizz like them cats like <laughs> that's what i'm saying like their their shit is just like it's that's just them that's just who they it's in their dna hmm. it is literally in their dna like like i'm pretty sure freaking trav black when he's there's probably rhythm to the sound of him pissing in the damn toilet probably <laughs> you know what i'm saying like <laughs> like it's crazy you know what i'm saying so it's like it's still not that for me, but I enjoy, I enjoy the process I get to go on because it's very reflective of my experience as a theater actor. It's like when you start that first read through, that first rehearsal, you start going on a process, mm-hmm. you start going on a journey, and I need to fall back in love with that with things that come from me. Because mm. I still love it when it comes to stuff that I'm reading from somebody else. Because, like, you know, the poetry mm-hmm. scene is not the same as it once was. Mm-hmm. I kind of fell out of it. But... I you know that's a that's a a thing that I have a talent that I have uh, that I need to explore more and, and yeah. take advantage of more because I don't you know <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I've been slacking on it a little bit I ain't gonna lie yeah you're you're very gifted um, I appreciate that so acting is what you understand what is the what is the big picture for you where is Rudy I don't know ten five years from now honestly um I don't I don't care about trying to be famous or or you know i'm such a i'm such a uh a low-key kind of guy that i don't even think i could handle being like famous or anything like that i don't think i don't think i'm not i don't think i'm incapable of getting to that point because i know my work ethic and i know my talent for me it's like man if i could just if i could just make enough money to survive off of this thing that i love doing I I, lo- I love the 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 grit that goes with it, the hustle that goes with it, the process, the, the whole process of it, even even the struggling side of it. So it's like you know, um, it's it's kind of tough for me to answer that question, um, because it's changed it's changed over the years, and I'm still figuring it out now with a lot of new developments that have come into my life. Um, I don't got a kid or nothing like that. I don't. That sounds kind of crazy. <laughs> it's not like I got no, a kid on the low or something. Like, <laughs> no, I don't hey, got no kid or nothing like that. Hey, but life just life is a uh, is a crazy thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And like, and and 
I would never want to lose the um the hunger. Not not just the hunger, but the ability to be able to have honest human connections with people. Mm. Like I would never want my my craft and my talents to get to a point where people look at me as like I'm above human. Like Beyonce. Yeah, I can't even imagine that. Like 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 I remember one of my friends was like giving giving Beyonce a whole bunch of shit for like, you know, like renting out a whole amusement park for their daughter and stuff like that or whatever. But it's just kind of like they ha- they kind of have to do that because yeah. they can't go anywhere without a mob of people chasing after them. It's you know, I don't I don't I couldn't handle that. I couldn't handle being trapped in in any in any way, shape or form. I couldn't handle the idea of being trapped into, you know, my own uh, notoriety. I like I love the fact that people can come up to me and just talk to me. I love that. I love that I can just be around people and you know, you always gotta be careful, but not to that extent. Right. Yeah, because it's not like it's I need security or no shit like of that. Those venues is it's a total That's what I'm saying. Totally so, you know, it's just it's just figuring out what that is. There's definitely an element of um of new media that I need to take more advantage of. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? For sure. Um there's definitely an element of that, but I just I I'll be honest I just kind of go where the wind takes me and it's and that's that's the format that's been helping me you know what I'm saying a lot it's gotten me it's gotten me very far um just kind of going where the wind takes me and whoever's gonna have me a I look at it like it's a blessing and I'm gonna optimize that opportunity as much as I can I think I think that might be one one of my gifts is that Listen, I, I I squeeze that orange until every dr- drop of juice is out that motherfucker. I feel that. You know what I'm saying? You give me I an opportunity, that. like like I could I could have been over here on some chill shit, like you know what I'm saying? Like oh, just kind of answering the questions. No, I'm gonna get hyped up with y'all. Fuck that. You know what I'm saying? I feel yeah. that. I feel you know that. what I mean? Because who knows who's gonna hear this? And yep. and, and not for nothing, you got the longest interview. <laughs> we, we we never hit that two hour mark. Oh, word, word. You hit it's, that. It's <laughs> nice to get people when we invite people. We hope that they have this Im- this yeah. much enthusiasm mm-hmm. and passion behind the work that they do. Because right. if you don't have that, then what are you doing it for? Right, right. You're doing right. it for the likes mm-hmm. and yikes. Shout yeah. out to Nicki Minaj. And and I guess in closing, in closing, as long as I can still be a one of the things that I'm very passionate about is being a tool to help others as well that's one thing that's like i've important. always been i've that. always been a fan of like are you spiritual very i've sense. always been i've always been a um because i don't always believe that all of our talents necessarily belong to us you're a vessel yeah yeah you know what i'm saying and so like to be able to help others that that goes a long way for me you know what i'm saying um yeah, writing, no, that's what please. I would say. Yeah, I, I will, I will. I'm gonna get on it. Just cause I'm gonna get on it just for you. Just for you. Good, good. Just for you. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get back on it. But so I appreciate y'all for having me, man. For real. Hold on, hold on. We're not done. We're gonna get into my favorite part of the <laughs> episode. Right. Pass me the aux is where you Ooh. showcase one. You know, I'll give you the option to pick whatever you want. Uh-huh. It it just has to be something audible that the listeners can tune into. Can I say? Can I say? Um, I'm gonna say right now. Don't don't say yet, cause I gotta pass you the ox. Okay, all right. <laughs> right so oh, so you know it's basically you know you showcase whatever it is mm-hmm. you tell the listeners so they can check it out. Mm-hmm. So I'm a you know since you're ready, I'm gonna pass the ox right to you. Okay. Um, everybody, in my opinion, 
needs to listen to Royce the Five Nines new mm. album, The Allegory. Damn, I haven't um, heard that yet. Oh my god. I'm excited now. Yo, I it, was walking It's a home. story. I was walking home after after um one of the shows one 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 day and I threw my headphones on and I started listening to it and I was I forgot the whole world existed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A car crash could have happened to me. it could have <laughs> happened right behind me and I probably wouldn't have even flinched. Sheesh. I, I believe when did it that because album it's come out? um like maybe like a month ago now. Yeah, oh, something okay. like that. Yeah, it's, but that album It's is, one of those albums that you you should listen through mm-hmm. and through, like mm-hmm. in one sitting. Yeah, because yeah. It, like elements, it goes is to me. It felt like a story. Mm-hmm. You know, it goes from one song, and he's he's schooling people on a lot. You know of what stuff. I feel? You know what what void I feel it's filling since this this other album that I'm gonna reference to came out to Pimp a Butterfly. Mm. It's very I to like Pimp a Butterfly ish. I feel like was a, a like it came Ahead out at the wrong time. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. people appreciate it later. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's it's very it's very to pimp a butterfly esque, mm. but in Royce the Five Nines way of doing it, mm-hmm. yeah. and his rapping on that. Oh my, think, God. he's so polished. Bob Lobo, yeah. Bob Lobo, with with um J Cole. Yeah, that was off of uh, Book of Ryan. Okay, yeah. last year yeah, his album old. Book of Ryan. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah so that was off of that album. Just okay. think of that song with more information and better beat selection. Oh yeah, the production on it is fun. Oh, you know, he killed his feature on the um, uh, Gangstar album, the last mm-hmm. one uh-huh. that was dropped. Yeah, so, no. yeah nah, ev- that whole album, people just need to go listen to that okay. album. In my opinion, that's so what I'm throwing out there. The Ox too. Bands, what's up? Ooh. I'm gonna I'm go on. You know, we talked about love, so you know, this is one song that yo, it's like the vibe of it just feels right. Mm-hmm. Makes you feel like damn. Like I need some of that in my life, so I'm gonna go with "Arouse." It's by um I don't want to mispronounce it. Shagabond. Shaga. Looks like Shagabond. I'm I'm gonna say I apologize if I said it the wrong way, but yeah, "Arouse." It's on the Everything All at Once EP. Make sure you check that out. It's definitely a vibe. The instrumental is fire. It feels like, you know. To me, it feels like one of them old R&B songs that have that dope, like a Mary J. Blige song, but mm. smoother. Ooh. Okay, all right. Like you know, it's can not, you get uh, smoother than a Mary J. Blige? <laughs> no, no. But I'm saying like, like you know that feel like oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. like this the summertime is summertime in the East summertime, Coast. Too? Summertime, top off. You're yeah. cruising, sundown. Got you. Got just you cruising with. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just feels good. So Do I'm gonna that. pass the ox to you, Christina. Uh, I don't know. I'm so torn. Okay, so I've been listening to the Don Tolliver album all love weekend. Mm. Many will hate, few will love it. Um, I think I'm just gonna go ahead and go with Had Enough featuring Quavo and Offset. Okay, mm. I'm really starting to love the Migos. They're gro- uh, they I, growing. They growing to me. Mm. I mean, it's I've just their cadence. You know, I always like the Migos. I mean, I'm I'm a um, Bone Thugs and Harmony fan, uh, so you know what I mean. For me, it was easy to like them. Uh, yes. that's you know, that's an my, interesting take. My 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 whole little piece with them was like, oh yeah, yeah, I didn't really show respect at first. You right. know, that's that's been settled. But you know what I mean. At first, it wasn't really given. You I mean, know, you can't give flowers the, to people you don't fl- really know of either. Maybe they didn't yeah. know about like they weren't into Bone Thugs and Harmony. Absolutely, but you know that was my only thing with that. You know what's yeah. funny is I didn't like the Migos 
when I first when I first started hearing them. I didn't get it. Like I also I also don't don't like party and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So so like I don't I don't that hear it sense. in where it where it pretty where much it where it kind of belongs, right? <laughs> but what made me become a fan of theirs? I was at um uh, Juice Four Hundred One Studio. Shout out my guy DJ Ruckus, and he was doing blends. You know DJ Ruckus is like always amazing with the, with the blends. blends. Yeah, always with the blends, and he was playing an acapella from them. I think uh, I can't remember what song it was. I'm not even gonna try to act like I know, but just how in the pocket their yes. flow was when you take the beat out and you just listen to them. Just how in the pocket they are, like mm-hmm. their timing on the beat is amazing. Yeah. Like and so natural, they but have it's like so a word, fire. Like, every beat, like it's yeah, crazy. yeah, yeah, yeah. But then the way that they deliver it as well mm-hmm. was just like I just thought it was so impressive, and then it kind of opened my ears up a little bit to it, mm-hmm. and I started giving it more That's of a chance. That's all you need is that little opening. That little yeah, and then but but once they started showing their personality more. I think that's yeah, when they went over growing. everybody. They're yeah, like growing. like when they like like just seeing Offset go from like you know jumping in crowds and punching people in the face to, to then like, like the walk it like I talk it video where he's like you know what I'm saying oh, like yeah. doing the I robot think you and to being Cardi's husband. That, that too, but that too though, you know what I'm saying? They're like they're funny, they're fun, like you yeah. know what I mean? Like they're really Offset especially. I mm-hmm. think he's done the best at he's like the biggest person showing his personality. His yeah, Takeoff you know, still needs to like open up a little well, bit more, but it's fine. It's baby steps. Before we go to announcements, um. That's how I feel about Trippy Red. Really? You know, at first I Trippy Red, I hated him. I haven't opened up to him. You know, he just I don't. I didn't hate him. I hated his yeah. music for the for like a little bit, yep. and then like I started falling falling into like listening to songs, and I was like, oh, this is not bad. Very melodic. Yeah. And then I seen him in concert. Now I'm like, okay, mm. I'm a fan. Mm. Like he that won me sense. over completely. Performance like, is everything. I like, seen him recently dodge that bottle somebody threw yo, at him too. Yo, yeah, that kid kick a bob. He could bob and weave real yeah, good. Yeah, I was like, was oh quick. shit. Was like, he was quick. Yeah. But yeah, like after <laughs> seeing him live, it, he really won me over, and it, huh. and it was like now I can listen to his music and it sounds yeah, great. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah. but yeah, Christina, announcements. You I don't have anything because everything was canceled. So. Um, <laughs> all I'm gonna say is just be clean. Yeah. Listen to the law. Don't be breaking the laws just to be out in the streets, in el medio, like my mom says, just to be in the just way to of be things. Out here. Just to be mm. in the yeah, out just here to be outside. Just to there's do nothing, nothing to do like, out there. Go home, clean your hands, sanitize, protect your babies. Take and a your shower. In your grandma. Take a shower too. Don't just clean your hands. Take a shower. I mean, yes, but you should be already doing that. <laughs> Can I say, can I say one thing before we, we before yeah, yeah. we leave? Flows I want to give I want to give you your flowers while you can smell them. Because you know the listen, listeners, don't the listeners, no, 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 it's not about amping but it's just it's just the listeners might not know. Me and Benz went to Central together. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Come a long way. You know, and and you know some of the uh, some of the stories of people that we both mutually know, mm-hmm. unfortunately, didn't turn out as as well. That's a fact. Um, so, so anytime that I hear anybody from those years doing well, doing positive, doing great for themselves, it always it, it always has a special place in my heart to hear that and see Thank that. Thank you. I appreciate that. And and you know, and to see to see you dedicate yourself to things and find passion, mm-hmm. which a lot of a lot of our friends didn't find, unfortunately. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know what I'm saying. And to see to see that. It always makes me happy, you know what I'm saying? So so mm-hmm. I just want to say that. that, man, that was dope. You know, because, you know, I, I was falling line somewhere I didn't want to be. Like, you know, yeah. it, it took a, a little, 
experience to yeah. learn like oh, all right i don't want to be this is not the life i want mm-hmm. yeah you know so i appreciate you telling me that no doubt bro no doubt but and, and that and a lot of that inspires a lot more people than you know mm-hmm. and people won't tell you mm-hmm. oh yeah so i don't want to restart the podcast but i do want to say that there was a shooting um this past weekend i think or last week here in providence um to a 17 year old and a 21 year old and i think one of them I don't want to say, God forbid, I hope they're fine, but I don't know the complete story. So in, I know that the coronavirus has gotten people crazy and cabin fever. And I understand, I get it. I'm an extrovert and I thrive off human connection, which is a big part of the podcast too. Um, But keep your kids safe because they're not in school and they're going to be out in the streets. And I know that they're annoying because I have a five-year-old at home and she talks from the sunrise to the sunset. And it's like, da-la-la-la-la-la-la all day. Um, but the apple, apple don't fall too far from the tree. So, but keep your kids safe and give them something to do. Just because they're not in school doesn't mean that they got to watch TV all day. Mm-hmm. Keep them busy. That's important. Teach kids them are, some. They're the future. Put Think about it like that. And without them, we don't have nothing. So Thanks. keep your kids in line, please, while we're doing this. Well, with, with that... Oh. Drop your socials, please. Yo, Instagram at it's Rudy Rue, I T S R U D Y R U. Same thing on Twitter, Facebook, Rudy Rue, R U D Y R U. Yeah, just holler at me, man. I'm you cool. You even said that like a rapper. R U D Y. So, with that said, you already know what it is. Your boy Bands alongside Christina. We are the Spark Up Podcast, episode 105. In the bag. Oof. Stay tuned for the next. Later. Yep, that was episode 105 Thank you Rudy for chopping it up with us It was a pleasure to have you through And thank you to all the listeners that You know, check this episode out With that said, see you on the next one So rap, stay safe and wash your hands